This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want. Dial in toll-free at 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there totally free, so enjoy those. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com. Unlike those other talk show hosts, you can get on freetalklive.com and get everything there for free for the most part. Uh, Unlike those other shows that want to charge you five, six, seven, eight bucks a month, I bet you'll find that Free Talk Live gives you more for free than you get behind the paywall on some of those other shows. But see for yourself over at freetalklive.com. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. Derek J. And Mark. All right. So, uh... There was an issue that came up last night, and it it had to do with this situation we talked about in detail last week. Uh, for those of you who were not aware, it was – God, what day was it that we went out there? Was it the Thursday? Ninth. I don't even remember. But, but whatever Friday, day it was. It was a Friday the 9th. Friday, okay. So we went out to uh, Plymouth State University. Derek, uh, you came with. I sure did. And there was uh, dozens, actually, a couple dozen activists at least, I think, that came out that day from all around New Hampshire. And for those of our listeners that maybe are brand new to the show, uh, we all moved here to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project to uh, to achieve more liberty in our lifetime, to get together with other people that understand what freedom really means. And what does freedom really mean? Well, being able to act as an free individual uh, who is not aggressing against anyone. As long as you're not aggressing against anyone, you're free to do whatever you wish. Well, you should be, at least, and that's what the kind well, of society I'd like to live in. Freedom means you can do whatever you want. Um, they, the way to make freedom work, uh, to, to stifle, uh, to, you, you, have to, you have to stifle a certain level of freedom in order to make freedom fair for everybody so that it works. And that means that you may not aggress upon other people. Right, so you have to respect other people. Folks can do what they want as long as they're not harming other people or their property or you know somehow infringing on other folks. Right, so you don't have the freedom to hurt someone else, but yep. you have the freedom to hurt yourself if you want to, you know, take a drug or something like that. Or- right, I think responsibility is, is the counterpart to uh, freedom. You know, you, if you're free, that gives you a lot of power, and we all know that with great power comes great, great responsibility. responsibility. Indeed. So we went, uh, speaking of responsibility and freedom, uh, we went to Plymouth State University to support Brad Jardis, former law enforcement officer, and Tommy Mozingo, former military member, who had intended to bring weapons on campus. They had intended originally to sling uh, rifles to their backs and show up at this college campus where there's a ban on having any kind of weapon. Uh, and their intention was to create a conversation and do some outreach about the issue of that what they believe to be an illegal regulation by the college because it flies in the face of a New Hampshire state regulation uh, or statute that mm-hmm. essentially says that uh, political subdivisions can't regulate firearms. Uh, so like they just have to let it be whatever the state laws are and not create their own rules. And uh, a man in a robe came down with a, a, I guess a, I guess some sort of a temporary restraining order that told them that if they showed up and violated the campus rules, and they would be in court, uh, they would be in contempt of court. And I guess neither of them really wanted a contempt of court charge because you can't really, you can't really defend yourself in against contempt of court. You don't right. get a jury for contempt of court. There's and no actual trial for contempt of court. It's the judge that uh, ordered it who presides over that case, isn't it? So Then decides to have mercy on you and let you out. Yeah, or, as if. You know, something. Yeah. Right, and so, he can put you in jail for as long as he wants on contempt of court. Mm-hmm. So I don't blame them for not wanting to challenge it at that 
particular point in time. But they did still show up. They had a nice conversation. There's some video up about it over at freekeen.com. In fact, multiple videos. If you scroll down uh, over the past few days, you'll see different videos from different perspectives on what was going on on that particular day. I thought it ended up being an excellent day of outreach. We connected with uh, different folks and uh, had conversations and gave them information about uh, not just uh, Freekeen, but also copblock.org mm-hmm. and uh, some other organizations. Uh, I don't know if there were any free agents flyers, but certainly free agents were on the scene, fr33agents.com. And that's your website, uh, Derek. You're that's, working on that site. That's right. And uh, you've got your own site on free agents, isn't that I right? do. It's at derekj.fr33agents.com. And you've just posted a fresh video up on that site. I have, and I've also posted it to Free Keen. Excellent. Uh, so uh, those listening can check it out at either site. Um, but this is a report I did for Freeman TV. Which That's is your just, channel. It's my YouTube channel, exactly. And uh, this was a story about protesters uh, who had something to say. That is, until a teacher came along and told them to shut up. This is very interesting. You showed me a preview of this video, and I thought it was uh, very revealing, because we had said on the air there was a little line in one of the news stories about how there was a silent protest against Brad, Brad and Tommy's open weapons event, and this silent protest was headed up by a teacher. So it wasn't right. organized by students. It was just participated in by students. And you actually revealed this information in video form when you actually caught the teacher coming in and basically being you know, a, a controlling personality on this protest. That's right. So I'll, I'll set this up a bit. You know, I show up and it's before uh, Brad and Tommy have even arrived. It's early in the morning, roughly 9 a.m. and uh, some people are just gathering on the scene. I see a line of people holding signs, figure that's the counter-protest. I want to go up and interview them. Uh, Within a minute, I'm starting an interview with a a young uh, student there, and he has no problem, you know, coming right out. Yeah, this is um, my teacher made this sign. Mm-hmm. Her name's Robin DeRosa. And, uh, you know, she put this thing together. And I'm here. I think it explains what I like to say. You know, I don't want guns on my campus. And he's explaining what it means to me. And then I, I ask him, you know, are all people with guns bad guys? Oh, no, I love hunters. I think it's great. But once he started with the I love hunters and some people with guns are OK. Uh-oh. Oh, that teacher had a problem. She came right over and said we're having a silent protest today and i think you should respect that and i didn't wow. i didn't know it was a silent she protest. said that to you or to the protester she said it to him and to me i see and so she was kind of <laughs> so was directing eyes she doesn't need she doesn't need to be nice to you so she was directing it at you but letting him know hey shut up yeah exactly that's right and so I asked this uh, gentleman, you know, well, hey, I I was talking to this guy, so would you like to give me your name, give me a little more information? And he said, "Uh, no, we're having a silent protest today. (laughs) Oh, my grade counts on how I'm (laughs) behaving today, so I'm sorry. So I thought it was revealing for and a lot of reasons. And you know it does, right? <laughs> like, you think so? <laughs> I, well, I can't see how it doesn't. People, uh, grades are given uh, objectively and subjectively, right? So, I mean, it's, it's the rare class that has entirely objective grades. And I don't know what kind of teacher this is. Maybe it's a math teacher, much more objective than English. subjective. English. Hmm. Hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, so there's going to be more subjective grading in English and a person yeah. cannot help 
I just it is the rare, rare, rare individual but to allow their biases. That, in. Yeah, that doesn't allow their biases to get in place. Now, I'd like to say a teacher that organizes a protest probably doesn't even know what bias is. Like, <laughs> like bias and her, they, they, they just pass each other by. She has no idea what bias is. I mean, she's setting up a protest and essentially getting her students on board with it. Well, you would think she'd be familiar with the book burnings of the Nazis and all sorts of censorship, uh, you know, being an English professor. But well, she didn't she want wasn't. him to talk to you because she didn't want any ideas to be exchanged. She just wants her students to be, you know, kind of stuck in the mud. They have their position. They're there to represent their position, which, of course, is, uh, you know, anointed by her. Surely they <laughs> wouldn't have. She probably had total control over, you know, the slogans on the signs. And, and said, all he that. said he, she made it. All of the signs. She made the, the all the student, signs? The student I spoke with said that she made the sign he was holding, and they all were the oh, same wow. color and in the same right. text. I noticed that. So it looks like she brought them with her. When uh, wow. she left, she took them all with her. So, yeah. Creepy. I, they were her signs. She just wanted to have you students are their t- and other you're faculty the, You're her members. tool, basically. Exactly. If you're just her student. Just stand there and uh, not so much with the talking guys. Right. Just uh, stand there and look pretty hold and my hold sign. my propaganda. Hold my sign. You know, it would have been interesting, uh, Derek, because you had told me before we had arrived on this particular day we rode together up there and you had told me that uh, you were thinking about maybe joining as a counter protester but i wouldn't have been uh, able to that was the problem well, right that would have been very interesting to have you walk up and not with a camera or anything like that but hey can i get a sign and have them turn you down because they didn't know who you were like you weren't in the class <laughs> so therefore you can't make their protest look larger and have them come up with excuses as to why they didn't want you there in their counter protest without knowing who you were without knowing if you were a student or not 855-450-FREE 1-855-450-3733 this is free talk live free talk live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks join amp for just three dollars per month at amp.freetalklive.com This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number for you to bring up anything you want is 1-855-453. That's 855-450-3733. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got archives, so if you've missed a moment of the show, it's no problem. Just go and click and download as many as you want, going all the way back to late 2006 at freetalklive.com. Once again, freetalklive.com. The Free State Project's Liberty Forum is happening February 23rd through the 26th. It is one of the largest liberty gatherings in the world, and you can be a part of it. It's going to be happening at the elegant Nashua Crown Plaza Hotel, same place as it was last time and the times a few times before that. It's a blast to be around other people that love freedom. I mean, we were just talking about the Free State Project a moment ago. It's the reason why we're all here in New Hampshire and uh, Derek J., you have not had the chance to attend a Liberty Forum yet, so this will be your first. I'm very excited. It is exciting, and uh, and you'll be even more jazzed for the next one after you actually get to experience it, because it's a, it's a blast. I mean, you've got hundreds of like-minded, liberty-oriented people all hanging out in the same hotel for a weekend. Uh, you know, They're having luncheons and uh, banquet dinners, keynote speeches, panel discussions, late-night parties. It's just a, it's a great time, and it's right in the middle of winter here in New Hampshire, so come on up and uh, use it as an excuse to check it out. Uh, you can come on and enjoy various speakers like John Lott from More Guns, Less Crime, that, an epic book 
uh, that's been around for a while. Michael Cloud, Center for Small Government. Uh, Michael Bolden from the Tenth Amendment Center. Uh, and uh, no, other names I'm not familiar with, like Angela Dill, Sharon Presley, Clark Neely. Maybe you know who some of those folks are. Clark Neely is from the IJ, which is the Institute for Justice. I'm familiar with that. And uh, so you'll get to learn things that you probably didn't know uh, from various different speakers and such. And more importantly, make connections with people who could be your neighbors and friends for a lifetime. This is a lifelong project. People are moving to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. They're getting active for liberty, creating different organizations. Uh, the Shire Free Press just started up uh, very recently. FR33agents.com also just relaunched recently in a major way. And there's all there's just so many things happening up here. The Free State Project's Liberty Forum is a way to get a taste of it. So go to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. Get signed up. Use our coupon code FTL2012. You'll save 10% on your registration fee. That's freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. There's details on the hotel and you know, all pretty much everything you need to know right there at freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. So we're covering a couple of different issues that have uh, that that are worth talking about as you know, kind of in the aftermath of what happened with Plymouth State University last week mm-hmm. uh, with liberty activists going on campus and maybe or maybe not carrying firearms. They ended up uh, having suits on Brad Jardis and Tommy Mozingo, former cop, former military, wore suits and they didn't have any openly carried firearms. But of course, they could have had one underneath the suit and no one would have known. I certainly couldn't tell. Right. Having having seen them, I mean. It looks like they could have been wearing guns. They might not have. We know there was one guy that was wearing a gun. It was an undercover cop that uh, a demo from copblock.org actually called out on camera uh, while we were standing there, and he was very conspicuous. Uh, And so that video is actually up over at freekeen.com. You can see that. So there's a number of different videos from this particular event. You were just telling us, Derek, about how these protesters had uh, – these college kids were there protesting, and I didn't realize until after the fact because I wasn't there when you encountered the teacher who was kind of their handler, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Uh, but apparently the teacher made the signs, which I thought was really pathetic. I mean, gosh, if you can wrangle your college students into standing and protesting for you, couldn't you have them make the damn signs too <laughs> while you're at it? Uh, so she had maybe six or seven kids up there. With- well, small correction: there were only two students, as far as I saw. No. The rest were faculty. No, members. really, sure were. How so, did you determine they were faculty? That's one of the questions that you you'll see in the video that okay. uh, the uh, student I interview is is pointing out that uh, <laughs> other people around them are faculty. Wow, so, that's even more pathetic. It's ridiculous. I I, I mean, the, to say that students feel this way. But not have actual students doing the protesting right. or, or being able to speak to the media about how they feel. I mean, it, it puts a lot of questions in my mind about do kids really feel this way? Well, good, good, good point because uh, what I spent my time – you had a camera and so you were interviewing people a lot of the time that I saw. Yes. What I was busy doing was handing out uh, you know, freekeen.com information to folks just to kind of let people know what Freekeen was because the president of the school had sent out this email, multiple emails to the entire school basically saying, these two crazy men will come with guns to the campus and they've got a blog, it's freekeen.com. I've, I've kind of truncated what she said, but that's kind of the gist of it. And so I thought it was important to let them know what freekeen.com is all about. We've got this great little uh, thing that we call the truth card where it has people on the left support these things, people on the right support these things. And then in the middle, it shows freekeen supports these things or the people at freekeen tend to support these things. And it kind of puts us in the center and it shows that, you know, 
people on both the left and the right are agreeing with us on a lot of different things. And I think it's a really good way to kind of let people know what's what's going on and, and what sort of the general belief system of people at Freekeen is. And people were very receptive. Uh, mm-hmm. I had very few people kind of give me the cold shoulder and, and turn me down. I would say maybe 80% of the folks did easily take you know, whatever I was offering to them. Right. And they're students. They're eager for information, new information about how they would like to live their lives, especially, uh, you know, politi- in the political realm, what is uh, the right believe and what is the left believe? Uh, not everyone fits into those paradigms. Right. So, and that's part of the idea is yeah. to show people that you, we can break that paradigm and that most people don't fit into those uh, those paradigms. So, uh, there's another issue at, at hand here with this Plymouth State protest, and that is the uh, what is happening today or what happened today this afternoon mm-hmm. uh, at Grafton County Court where uh, where the guys that were originally going to carry the firearms, uh, the former cop, former military member Brad and Tommy, were ordered to come to by a man in a robe. Uh, he, he put a restraining order on them and they had to come to, I guess, have a case heard today in this instance. And Brad had put a request out to the activists saying, if you're going to show up to this, he would prefer that you not – or excuse me, he would prefer that you stand for the judge. Mm-hmm. And I had a problem with that. And I wasn't the only one who had a problem. Do you have with a problem that. with him asking, or do you have a problem with him with standing? I have a problem with standing. I agree with that. I have no problem with him asking. Uh, a demo from copblock.org seemed to have a problem with him even asking, and he kind of took it. I feel like he took it the wrong way. He seemed to think he was telling people to stand, and I didn't really feel like it was no, that. I felt yeah. like he was just re- you know requesting that people kind of stand up. And I consider that kissing the ring, and I have no interest in, in kissing the ring. I understand some people believe that when they go into court, they've got to kiss the ring, and they think that's going to help them in their chances yeah, with right. the man in the robe. And maybe they're right. I don't know. Maybe it well, does. But I don't want to compromise my own personal principles, and I don't want to – because I don't ever stand for for the man in the robe. If I'm in an audience, I have stood for a man in the robe if I have been in the defendant's chair because they put me under threat of violence if I don't, and Mm -hmm. so I I will usually do it under duress. Uh, But if I'm in the audience at a courthouse – I'm always seated when the man in the robe comes in. Whenever they uh, utter "All rise," uh, we've got a habit here in in Keene, at least, and in other parts. Like when folks go to other parts of the state for trials, frequently people stay seated uh, when these I folks never come stand. in. I mean, I've I've filed motions to not stand for the judge, and that's what I told Brad I would be doing this time if, oh, really? if I attended all. He had no problem with it, so I know that he was asking. He wasn't right. ordering, and in the same vein, he asked people to come dressed up to his event. He wasn't telling people, you must come in a suit. You know, it was just good recommendation. Well, how do you feel about kissing the ring in general? I mean, is it something... Now, Mark, you're a Quaker, so I'm wondering, would you have honored uh, Brad's request to... I wouldn't go in. I mean, you know, I would Okay, so let's come back and come back with that here. So you wouldn't go in the court at all? We'll I'll... come back. 855-450-FREE. You can take control, share your thoughts, bring up anything for you. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com.
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. All you have to do, dial in toll-free to 1-855-453, 855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there totally free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, once again, freetalklive.com. And uh, some of those features include the news updates. You get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to news.freetalklive.com. You can follow us via Twitter, Facebook, or email. So head over to news.freetalklive.com. Our number here, 855-450-FREE. Do you not have enough time in the day to read books anymore? Audiobooks are a great way to get in that reading that you want to do without carving out the time in the day to sit down and, with a book. Audible.com is a leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment. They've got all kinds of categories over there from uh, which to choose uh, as far as books go. All the ones that you find in a bookstore, kids, young adult categories, uh, science fiction, fantasy, self-development, classics, uh, business, fiction, history, romance, thrillers, erotica, whatever you want. They've got it at audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. That will get you – go to that uh, location. You'll get a free audiobook to try out their service at audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. Uh, they're giving you a little Christmas gift. They've got more than 100,000 titles to uh, choose from in virtually every genre. It's audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. So we've been talking about some of the uh, ancillary issues to what happened with uh, the Plymouth State University situation, which made national news last week. Uh, maybe it didn't splash that big because, well, guns weren't actually brought on the campus. But it made a whole lot of news considering there wasn't a whole lot that actually did happen besides mm-hmm. folks just coming and talking to college students. Uh, we made, uh, you know, Boston News, AP did a report, and that got picked up in a variety of different uh, news agencies. And, and, of course, we had the opportunity to make our own videos. And, Derek J., you posted one just recently over at your uh, website, which is derekj.fr33agents.com, also over at freekeen.com and there's a number of videos that have been aggregated to freekeen.com so you can see different perspectives on it but today there was the hearing today was the actual court uh, case regarding the restraining order and the issue would be heard in front of a man in a robe about Mm -hmm. uh, whether or not these gentlemen or anybody can violate this college rule which is not a state statute it's a rule of the college system and Brad's point is essentially this is in conflict. You can't have a college rule that's in in conflict with the state statute. So therefore, the state statute, statute is higher law is higher up. So uh, you know you should be able to break this college rule and and bring a weapon on campus to defend yourself if necessary. So well, did Brad request this hearing, or is this something no. a man in a robe just decided it would be nice if he threatened two individuals uh, if they don't show up in his courthouse? Is that what happened? Right. What happened was uh, the university system, their lawyer, they hired a lawyer or something, or they probably already have one on counsel or whatever. Anyway, they, they brought their lawyer in. He filed a request for a restraining order with oh. the court. The court did a temporary restraining order, and then it was that morning when Brad and Tommy arrived where a man you know, in a, with a badge served them with a restraining order How informing rude. them they couldn't come on campus. And if they, well, they could come on campus, but if they came on campus with a weapon in violation of campus policy, they would be arrested for contempt of court. So this judge is uh, backing up an illegal law. 
Correct. And not only that, going so far as to say Brad has to post the order at freekeen.com, which is essentially compelling an action. It's compelling speech, and that's a very constitutionally rights-concerning issue on its own. So this man in a robe believes he controls freekeen.com, and I posted a blog a few days ago pointing out that he doesn't because uh, I deleted Brad's <laughs> post and uh, told him to basically go pound sand if he didn't like it. So uh, so anyway, Brad and Tommy went to court today, and I'm, I'm going to try to get in touch with Brad, maybe get an inside scoop on what actually transpired there. According to the updates at the Shire Free Press, which you can find on Facebook, the restraining order is still in effect. So the last update I oh. saw, the restraining order is still in effect until sometime in January uh, at this point. Uh, but I didn't get a, I didn't get much more information about that. But the reason we're talking about the court thing is because Brad had requested uh, in advance that anybody who shows up because he wants people to come support him. But on the other hand, he doesn't want you. He didn't want you to come if you were not going to stand for the judge. He wanted it to be a single issue so that it was clear to the judge that this is only about carrying guns on public property. That was my impression. I think he that's an excuse. He didn't want the judge to get distracted by having it be about something else that happened in the courtroom. I think I think that's an excuse. It's the reason why he did it was because he believes if somebody's going to uh, stay seated for a man in a robe when they come into the room, that that's going to somehow rub off on him. That somehow the I think it's an accurate statement. In um, the audience, their behavior is somehow you know, connected to the person who's there as the defendant. I think it's an accurate statement. I think that uh, the judge, just as He's I explained, supposed to be. just as I explained, yeah, I, I just as I explained with the teacher, human beings are not truly subjective. So if the judge believes that uh, the people in the audience are part of a group that is with mm-hmm. the defendant, they're likely to take out any bad feelings they have, whether either, even they want to or not, on the defendant. The judges are supposed to be robotic, robotic justice machines. They are, however, nothing like that otherwise we would have a little freaking justice and nobody would have to stand for him but see i think it does work in the opposite way of what brad expected so my belief is that brad thinks if everybody uh, stands for the judge then the judge is going to be in such a good mood he'll just rule in his favor and be super objective but i think it's the opposite that if the judge sees that nobody's standing for me and, and people are just doing what they want and wearing hats and sunglasses then that puts him uh that helps him realize that he's not god and he doesn't control everything that everyone does and people don't care what he thinks you know we're we're going to act as free individuals and not be coerced into standing for him because that's no sign of respect i mean if if i'm voluntarily standing for someone that's respectful but if i'm I have a gun pointed at me and i'm told you either have to leave or stand. I mean, gosh, that's that's. There's just no virtue. Right. In it's that. it's obedience, um, not not respect. And it's not virtuous. You know, if these people don't, it's a sign of respect. If the uh, that's the idea of standing. And if these people don't understand the the difference between obedience and respect, you don't want somebody on a judge's stand that doesn't understand the difference between obedience and respect. I get what you're what you guys are both saying. Um, I. And so, Mark, you had said earlier that you would not be in the room because you're a Quaker, so you don't believe that other men are above a, one. One man is not above another man. All men are equals. Right. If the judge all doesn't stand for me, I'm not going to stand for him. I don't stand for people that come into rooms. You know, I mean. So you would not on, be in the, the room. the rare occasion I have sta- stood for women coming into rooms, but it's, you know, it usually doesn't happen. It's extremely, ar- 
Excuse but, me, Arcadia. But what you said before we went to break last time was that you would not be in the room. One of a couple of things would happen. I would either not be in the room when I expect the judge to come in, and when they did the mm-hmm. all-rise thing, then I would you know, come in and sit down. Um, I would strategically use the bathroom at the time that I expected to have to stand or whatever. Um, would I you would, file a motion? I never even considered filing a motion. I thought that was the, the sheer genius that you filed a motion to uh, not stand for the judge. Oh, okay. um, well, Yeah, I'd never seen that. that before. And he actually had that approved at Concord yeah, District Court crazy. when he did that last time. And uh, he filed a motion to wear, was it a hat sun, or sunglasses? Sunglasses. Sunglasses, and had that approved as well, the, uh, which was interesting. Yeah, it's, it's stunning. Um, but I, I never even considered it. And, you know, I have... Uh, it's like stood, been standing when they when people stand, and then you know I don't feel bad about that. I mean I'm not going to just sit down because I was told to stand. That wasn't uh, that wouldn't be what I would do either. Okay, so here was my concern with that because when Brad first asked this, he requested that people stand for the judge, and I don't mm-hmm. do that. Uh, so I told him, look, I don't feel comfortable with that. And, uh, you know, I'd be willing to maybe Rich Paul suggested that I go outside the court when the judge came in. But my problem with that was, okay, fine. That makes sense at the very beginning. You're still you're outside the court. The judge comes in. You come in afterwards. You don't have to address that issue at that time. But then the judge can take a recess any time. Like he can just decide Mm -hmm. to I'm taking recess. And then whenever they do that, they always call all rise at that point. And yeah, so, so then what do you do? What am I supposed to do then? Like jump up real quick before they can like call all rise and run out the courtroom? I mean, I don't want to be like up and down, up and down trying to, you know, pre- predict what the man in the robe is going to do. And then on top of that, when I show up at these courthouses, I, you know, I can be a bit of an instigator. The last time I was at this particular courthouse, they were taking media devices from people as they were coming into the courtroom because it was they had some undercover cops that were going to testify. They didn't want us shooting the you know video of them, and I made a big stink about it right there in the courtroom. And they, the clerk got called in. I was there for like ten or fifteen minutes arguing with these people and skirting the line of getting arrested. So I mean, those sorts of things could rub off on him too. So I just figured better not to go. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations coast to coast. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our more than 100 radio stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site. They're totally free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And if you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us. Head over to shop.freetalklive.com. You'll find links to Amazon there, different Amazons for different countries. Click in the right one for you and get your shopping taken care of. Whether you're getting stuff for yourself or for your friends or family for the holiday season, Amazon's a great place to go because they've got great prices and uh, you know free super saver shipping on a whole lot of their brand new items. So head on over to shop.freetalklive.com. Start your shopping experience there and Free Talk Live gets a portion of the purchase price when you enter Amazon through the link, you'll find there at shop.freetalklive.com. Are you looking for the perfect treat to bring to this year's holiday party? Or do you need a new gift idea for friends and family? This year, make it George's Famous Baklava. 
Georgia's famous baklava is a walnut pastry with over 50 layers of melt-in-your-mouth phyllo. This stuff mm-hmm. is delicious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anybody who's had it, it mm-hmm. is awesome. Warm it up a little bit, put some ice cream alongside. It's crazy. Ooh, yeah, that sounds great. All the ingredients are premium and natural to ensure only the best taste. And these are like whole ingredients. None, you know, none of that stuff you can't pronounce. It's the perfect treat for all the holiday parties with friends, family, or coworkers. Georgia's famous baklava is shipped in a special container, priority mail, so it gets to you fast. Fresh and delicious. Order by Monday, December the 19th. Make sure that you have it in time for Christmas. Check out George's Famous Baklava at mandrik.com. You can order there. M-A-N-D-R-I-K. There's no C in mandrik. Mandrik.com. He's already got orders lined up, oh, so yeah, yeah, get yeah. yours in now to. to get it before Christmas. Mm. Mandrik.com. All right, let's go to Frank in New York. Frank, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Derek, J, and Mark. Uh, good evening, hey, gentlemen. Frank. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, the uh, discussion uh, this evening. Okay. What's interesting about it? Regarding regarding the proper etiquette and protocol in the courtroom. Yeah. Yeah. From my point of view, uh, we realize that all the judges are really administrators. They really don't function as a judge. Uh, and, and I'm using that term sort of as a judge... Uh, in the ancient tradition of the Sumerian and the Babylonian cultures, or the Roman culture, uh, ancient Rome. Uh, so in a sense, basically, the philosophy is the people that are brought before the court have to respect the authority of the court. And one tangible way of doing that is to stand and rise when the administrator or the quote-unquote judge enters the courtroom and then tells the people, you know, they may sit down and then, you know, begins to... Uh, uh, do his thing, I guess, or her thing. Shuffles through uh, some papers so, and that kind of thing. Yeah, but the only thing I want to say is I think it's like a lot of wasted energy with all that's going on right now with regard to the fact that the most recent legislation that was passed allows the government to intern people without due process. Mm-hmm. It's an extension of the Patriot Act and the Homeland Security Act, as well as the Military Commissions Act of 2006 and the revision in 2007. And I just wanted to say that these are real issues that are going to affect all of us, including most of us that call in to discuss issues on your show, as well as you guys. And um, nothing is being done about it. It's just very quiet. The bill has passed. The Senate It's in commission. And it looks like Obama will be signing it. And it gives complete dictatorial powers to the executive in violation of the Constitution. Now, you're talking about this uh, military... 1850. Is it the uh, S-1850 legislation? The, the Defense Authorization Act? Is that the one you're talking about? Well, it's an extension of that. Right. But this is the one that's going in with the... Uh, uh, it's being attached to a bill regarding funding the military for another, what, three or four months. Is this and the one? Because I've got one here. The Senate passed 93-7, a version that's of the... It. National Defense Authorization Act that includes provisions giving the military the right to detain you forever and without charge if they think you're some kind of terrorist. Without habeas corpus, and it's basically, it's it's what allowed kind of, in a sense, Hitler to, you know, put the political prisoners in Dachau and, you know, exterminate them and... Oh, but that would never happen here, Frank. No, but you know what? As someone, some wise political philosopher once said, when fascism comes to America, it will be led with the big cross. And waving a flag, flag. Right. Yeah, that was up to Sinclair. And sort of Great cheering quote. it on. And I think this issue is really tragic. It represents the end of our constitutional republic 
and it represents the end of our Bill of Rights and our freedoms. And I think well, I think it's interesting that people are saying that now when there have been uh, there's been all kinds of crazy stuff like this over the last decade. Uh, oh yeah, it's you not and like I've talked ever... about it. We've, I've talked with you guys since two thousand since you guys were on the air. Really, it, I guess two thousand two, two thousand three, off and on. We've had we've discussed the issues, but you know we're sort of the wise people that see what's happening, whereby most people are blissfully engaged in watching Dancing with the Stars and playing the new video Xbox game and kind of uh, Mm -hmm. hoping that the home team wins in the football playoffs and all that nonsense. I hear you about the... While (laughs) really, you know, we're... Go ahead. You've been saying that uh, these judges aren't giving justice, and if you've been talking about this they for aren't. years, then you know that there's no justice in the court system. So why are you concerned about a, a law that would um, keep people from getting a trial? I mean, it's not like anything's really changing. Because actually, there is, the per- there is the possibility of a review without legislation such as this. If, if this goes through... Um, Basically, the Bill of Rights is shot, and then our whole Jew, Jewish, Jew, well, I'm sorry, jurisprudence system is finished. See, in this is what I don't understand, no. is that uh, the Bill of Rights is already shot, and the point is it has habeas to be, corpus it, is the, the out the window. The Patriot Act and the Homeland Security Act, Here's, and this act have to be reviewed. Maybe it's the icing on the cake, Frank, the but I mean, this court. is not, it, it seems whereby, to me. Whereby, if the Supreme Court says, Yes, these laws are legal, therefore the Constitution is gone. Then I say it's time for everyone to sit on their asses and on their hands. Don't work, don't pay taxes. And well, I don't pay taxes, collapse. but I'm not going to stop working. Thanks, Frank, for the call. I appreciate hearing that- from you at uh, 855-453. Well, I agree. I People should stop paying taxes. What's, what, Pre- what Frank is pointing out, and I think that there's, you know, there's a distinction to be had, is that now with this, essentially, according to people who have read it, and I don't know that much about it. I've got some information on it here. Essentially, they can detain people without, uh, for you know, as long as they want without a trial. But couldn't they do that already? No. Not, you know, yes. They, well, they, yes, they, they can, can do whatever they want. Let right. me make I mean, that clear. Guantanamo Under, Bay. Under George Bush, the well, lone wolf provision allowed citizens, them to the, do that. Real people. Citizens, Ian. Right? Citizens. Yeah. Real people. There's no such no, thing as citizens. It's been that way for years. George Bush had something called the lone wolf provision that allowed the federal government to take any person from anywhere in the world, detain them and, without trial, and um, just call them a terrorist, and they, they were able to do that, just the, lock them up for There years. was a distinction between citizens and non-citizens uh, you know, prior to this, uh, this situation. That doesn't mean that the government couldn't do it, because the government could do it, but at the very least, somebody can cry, oh, but the Constitution. Now the government can whip out and say, oh, yeah, but we passed this law, so it doesn't matter. And, you know, so how many people care about laws? But, they care. They care about laws, and I don't. I mean, I think that laws are just crap written on paper that are usually written by thieves and liars in order to get what they want. Right, and so if anything, this is going to help, I would think, the liberty movement, because anyone who hasn't seen through the... Um, justice system will now be able to say, look, there's no justice in the courts. People who knew it 20 years ago, it's still true. There's no justice in the courts. And so what Frank is saying, I, I think what I take away from it is that people need to find their own mediators and get justice somewhere else because you're not going to get it from the government. No doubt about it. Uh, let's continue. We'll talk more about this Defense Authorization Act thing here in a little bit. Uh, but first, let's go to you and your thoughts. Colin in Oregon on the amp lines. Hey, Colin. Hi, Ian. How's it going tonight? Well, we're great. What's on your mind? I uh, wanted to call Mark out a little bit on something he said on the Sunday night show. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. um, He was against the death penalty, which I strongly agree with. 
Um, but he said, and I'm paraphrasing, that basically that he would be okay with the death penalty if it could be somehow made that it was 100% accurate, that every person who had applied to was definitely guilty. Nope. Um, so my distinction is that what I said is I will not lose any sleep over guilty people being executed. I don't. I don't lose sleep over guilty people being executed. I was incarcerated a guy with named Mark Dean Schwab. And... A lower, more manipulative, disgusting person I I haven't met. Not too many, at least. He uh, was released from prison. He promptly got out, posed as a journalist, um, found himself a kid out of a surfing magazine that was 12 years old named Juni Rios Martinez on the east coast of Florida, posed as a surfing magazine photographer, hung out with the kid for a couple of days until uh, he could uh, you know, get him off on, on his, his own. His parents hoping that the, the kid's going to become rich and famous. He takes the kid kid off, uh, chops his head off, puts no. him in a uh, uh, foot locker, buries him in a gra- in a uh, grove in Florida someplace. And, you know, I mean, th- the act is disgusting. Colin, I'll tell you what, I, you probably have something to say to that, so uh, we'll bring you back here. Coming up in hour number two, uh, more with you and your thoughts as well. Welcome at 855-450-FREE. Plus, we'll talk more about this Defense Authorization Act. I've been sitting on a little bit of show prep about it here, so we'll give you a little more information. One eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Suffice it to say, as you might have already figured out, it's not good news. Uh, more coming up. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. Hour two is next. The state owns the land, but they don't own the water. To be free today, you need a boat. Not just any boat, a life yacht. It's a stable catamaran, as big as a house, that purifies its own water, generates its own power, grows its own food, and has a shallow draft to be able to get a car or SUV ashore. With a life yacht, you could live free of nearly any government intrusion and have a seashore home anywhere in the world. You can be involved for $1,000 and a commitment as little as eight months. EricksonCouncil.com This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free, bring up anything you want. 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number for you. Brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-855-450-3733. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. Derek J. And Mark. And we invite you to the website over at freetalklive.com. Still to come here uh, tonight, you can, uh, well, you'll be able to hear more about a drone situation developing in Iran, apparently. Mm -hmm. Uh, Derek J. is going to tell us about that. Also coming up more about the National Defense Authorization Act that uh, was discussed last hour briefly. We'll get a little bit more detail about what that entails uh, for the future of America. But first, we go back to the phones here. uh, And, of course, again, you can go to freetalklive.com, get interactive over there, create the content on the site. You find something online you like, you submit it as show prep there at freetalklive.com, and then others can vote as to whether or not they like or dislike your suggestions. The most liked will make it to the front page and the top of the site, meaning more people see it. So head on over there and get interactive at freetalklive.com as we get back to Colin in Oregon. Now, Colin, you'd called in about something Mark said on the Sunday night uh, show. Uh, Derek Jay and I were not here for that. So there was some conversation about the issue of the death penalty 
And I guess there was a miscommunication. Uh, Colin, you thought Mark said something that he didn't say. Mark, you had said that you didn't lose any sleep over someone who's actually guilty of a horrific crime, say, of murder, for, for instance, or rape, actually being uh, you know, put to death. Right. I'm, I'm against the death penalty because I don't think humans are perfect. And I believe that Colin's uh, trying to say that, um, you know, essentially I said, look, if we were talking about a world where humans were perfect, then, hey, let's talk about the death penalty or whatever. But that's an imaginary world. And I, I try to deal in reality when I can. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, uh, first off, I don't lose any sleep over, um, you know, people who are guilty of uh, heinous crimes being put to death. I don't. Um, but I know that in this world, A, people will confess to crimes they, they didn't do. It happens. I mean, there's all kinds of documentation mm-hmm. behind this um, that you, that eyewitnesses are extraordinarily flawed and all this other stuff and that it's just not worth doing. Plus the fact that it's cost 10 times as much to execute somebody as it does to put them in prison for life. So as far as I'm concerned, those two points speak to the heart of the the pro-death penalty folks. Look, you can never be right. It's not okay to execute somebody for killing an innocent person. It's not okay to kill somebody who may be innocent for killing somebody who was innocent. Mm -hmm. That's not an okay thing to do. So that's my stance. Would, Would you prefer vigilante justice, Colin? Uh, no, I wouldn't. And that was uh, that was something that was discussed in the chat room that night as well, which is part of the reason I called. Um, and my problem is you were, I mean, regardless of that clarification, you're taking a very utilitarian argument against it. Yes, I generally which is do. Fine, and I, I think it's a good argument. But I believe you can also come at it from the standpoint of the non-aggression principle. Um, and like I said, this is obviously something that not every voluntarist, anarchist-type person agrees with me on. But my take on the non-aggression principle, the way I try to live my life by it, is that the only legitimate use of violence is purely defensive violence. And I don't see how putting someone to death who's in a cell and can't hurt anyone anymore is defensive violence. But would you consider it defensive if, say, uh, you witnessed... Uh, a child being murdered and or you know attacked and so you put that attacker out of his uh out of his life yes okay yes, that i would be okay okay with. so you but would extend that already, defense when, yeah once they're already incarcerated and they they can't do any more harm i don't believe it's moral to then put them to death even if you know that they're guilty um you know i would agree with colin Okay, uh, so I, I get where folks are coming from on this one, and I, you know, I I, I understand, but the, it it does muddy the water somewhat. Now, if uh, if for instance, Colin, you see somebody do some this this imaginary murdering of a child thing, and they're running away, and you've got a handgun, but the only thing you can do is shoot them. You obviously can't catch them. I mean, they're thirty feet in front of you, and you'll never catch them or whatever. Um, how about that? Um, I would probably shoot them, but I wouldn't necessarily try for a killing shot. I mean, it's well, not. You know that center center mass that, is but... the way is the way to hit right. somebody. I mean, like moving limbs are tough to hit. Yeah, I I, I use firearms. Okay, so and, and I would but like yeah, to say would... that the um, now you your your stand on the non-aggression principle is not my understanding of the non-aggression principle. Um, so I I want to make that distinction. That's not the non-aggression principle. That is a step above. Now I believe the non-aggression principle to be a baseline for human interaction. And the non-aggression principle leaves room for retribution in the same way that. Um, 
you know, essentially the death penalty is intended to some extent to be compensation to the victim. And I'm not I think it's poor compensation. I think that there are better forms of compensation. But if the victim wants that particular form of compensation, it's the I mean, you know, at that you cannot make someone whole um, who has had a family member murdered or something or some kind of body part dismembering or something like that. And if that's what they want, we also use the example of a uh, a girl in Iran who apparently had had acid thrown in her face and mm. was blind for life yeah. by a would be suitor who uh, you know was upset that she didn't want to marry or date him or whatever. Um, she wanted to have the suitor. Uh, have acid put in his eyes and that's mm. exactly what happened and wow. a lot of people around the world cheered this eye and i eye. look oh. at it and i don't know what i think i get really confused i tend to believe that violence begets violence i tend to agree that with that too generally a bad idea but to i am that familiar cycle. with the um if you'll read uh, mary ruart's healing our world uh, there is a, a a famous sort of computer model that was done and they had different ideas of uh, how to play the prisoner's dilemma. Um, if you don't know what that is, you look it up on Wikipedia. And they essentially these computer models. The one that was most successful was tit for tat. Oh. Um, the tit for tat model essentially would be good to you in the computer model until you were bad, and then in which case it would uh, you know it would hit it would hit, be bad to you one time for every time that you were bad, and that would cause the opposing computer model to act good. And I think that to some extent that this is true with humans. That humans that have that see an opportunity to act bad, some humans see an opportunity to act bad, will act bad until they realize that there is um, until you show them the gun on your belt, at which point they say, oh, hey, maybe I should act good. And um, then, you know, that, that that's the way it works. I'm all fine for peaceful interactions and i love to see how mercy works and i think these things are fabulous but the first thing and most important thing is they must be implemented with the right frame of mind and the right and your heart in the right place because otherwise if you just sort of implement them out of rote they're not going to work colin i i totally agree with you about um you know don't attack a prisoner um, because they they obviously can't hurt anybody, but in a world where everyone abide by the non-aggression principle, I don't imagine that there would be very many prisons. Uh, do you think so? Uh, no, probably not. Um, so in that I case, think that someone isn't vigilante justice your only option? I mean, hiring a, either a private investigator or shooting that person right as they commit a crime. Mm, yeah, I don't know. That's a tough question. Um, Back to the non-aggression principle, I, I was just uh, reading it on Wikipedia um, while I was on hold during the break, and I, I've heard people say what Mark said about retribution being okay with the non-aggression principle. Retaliatory I've justice. Never read that. I've never read that anywhere, so I don't know where. Well, the non-aggression principle is a very simple statement, and that's why I think that well, I agree with what Mark said about it. it. Should be a baseline for the bare minimum of human activity. The non-aggression principle essentially says you won't aggress against other human beings. It doesn't. Right, it doesn't speak to you know the idea retaliation. of retaliation. It doesn't speak to the idea of uh, self-defense. Right. It doesn't speak to any of that, and that's why I think it's just. I don't think it's an overall principle that you should guide your 
life by. I think that you mm-hmm. should have higher principles than that, like uh, that I think that violence begets violence, and I tend to shy away from the use of it. I, uh, you know, if in the case of the child, I'm not entirely being, sure with that. I mean, that's a fun thing to say, but I'm not entirely I think, sure. I think that there's plenty of evidence violence. for it. I'm not saying that there's no time for it. I'm not saying that there's no time to defend yourself or another human being. Like with the, you know, the child getting raped. Obviously, that's a situation where I think most people would would want to take an action. But on the other hand, and, and by the way, thank you for the call, Colin. I appreciate. It. I've got an interesting story that kind of ties in here to show how forgiveness can really change the way a situation plays out. Yeah, there's some uh, really great um, examples of it. But uh, as I said, it has to be done with the with the, your mind and your heart in the right place. No but doubt. I also think that there are individuals out there that really only understand violence. Toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves here. And those people, that's why they made uh, you know prisons and cages to keep those folks separate from the rest of us. But I agree with uh, Derek in that there wouldn't be very Let many of the prisons are This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Carnation Breakfast Essentials, helping your family get off to a nutritious start every day. Mornings can be chaotic, but a little advance work will take the pressure off. The night before, organize backpacks and put them at the door, along with anything else that your kids need for the day. Set a timer for five minutes before departure to give everyone a chance to mobilize, and off you go. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. The number for you, 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. Derek J. And Mark. And you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. You can listen in, of course, over at listen.freetalklive.com. We've got broadband and dial-up versions of this show. And uh, they're available 24-7, so you get the latest episode of Free Talk Live around the clock, and it's free. So go to listen.freetalklive.com to uh, accomplish that. And you'll also learn about our various different uh, radio stations, over 100 stations from coast to coast that air Free Talk Live at various times throughout the week. Our satellite listening options, including XM Satellite Radio, we've got two channels up there, as well as our webcam and the listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance and listen that way. So plenty of ways to get Free Talk Live in your ears. Go to listen.freetalklive.com. How about a free auto- audio book from audiblepodcast.com? Uh, you can get one if you go to audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. It's a Christmas gift from Audible to you. I've found that audiobooks are just, for me, the way to go. I can get the information that I want to get without trying to carve out time out of my day. Um, the business books that I want to consume, uh, the history books I want to consume. Audible has more than 100,000 titles to choose from in virtually every genre. You'll find what you're looking for, and you can get it free with um, audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. Just go there and get your free download. All right, so we've been talking about uh, the prison system actually here now, and Derek J., you made an interesting statement right before we went to break there. You said, let them all go. Oh, yeah. 
So even the most vicious murderer, rapist, let him free, arsonist, let them all go. Like the, the the most vicious, violent killer and, and terrible, har- horrible human being you can think of, let that person go. Why? Yeah, turn those prisons into mini malls where people can shop and have a good time, uh, <laughs> because it's 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 about having a good time. And I I think that all those prisoners deserve uh, to be free, because it's I, I believe in the saying "live free or die." So. I want to be in a world filled with uh, good people, but also I think that dangerous criminals deserve to be free. They're human beings, and if I see a, a criminal harming another human being and I can help it, I'm going to defend them. And if I see someone being murdered or the, raped, you're going to defend the victim. Oh yes, yeah, no, absolutely. Yes, <laughs> yeah, uh, thanks thank for you, that Mark. At this point, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, so right. your, your statement is pretty radical, and I want to make sure that I'm entirely have, understanding what you're saying. I have no problem shooting someone who is about to kill some someone mm-hmm. else. If I mean, so, so I think more people need to grow a pair and you know be prepared to defend yourself and others, and just live like a sovereign human being. You don't have the right to put other people in cages unless you know you, you do it yourself. So I don't what if you like catch prison system. Uh, somebody who has committed a terrible, atrocious murder? You know it's them. What do you do with that you person? You do what you want with that person. So retaliatory. I'm totally for vigilante justice. Okay. I think more private eyes would be a better world. If we have more private investigators going around making sure that everyone's safe, they would keep each other in check, so and they would keep the criminals in check they, a lot better than the prison shouldn't system Shouldn't that does. criminal be, um, you know, shouldn't they get a, a day in court to uh, decide whether or not um, they have uh, been guilty? I mean, you know, it's just because a private investigator f- says, this guy did it, doesn't mean that he did it, right? Right. Well, I think that people would not be likely to hire a private investigator with a, a record of get, doing everybody the job Everybody makes wrong. mistakes. I well, mean, yeah, I mean. everybody makes mistakes, but then they would quickly go out of business. That's a risky business to be making a mistake. So Indeed, I, at which point um, then the only way to not make a mistake in catching criminals is to not catch criminals. Right. And you're going to go out of business for not catching criminals, too. So... It's so, a it, it's a really tough scenario. To me, if somebody's these, dangerous and they are the kind of person that continues to kill and they're out there or or harm people or whatever they continue to do, they have to have you have to have some place to prevent them from harming people. I mean, it, some people are so just not sick and twisted. Long. It's heaven. That's that, uh, that's what keeps them from harming more people. Wait a minute. What keeps them from you, there's the fact they that someone's going to shoot death. them eventually? Yeah, I see where you're coming from, and I get that. And Live I free or die. That That's makes the it point. makes sense. But on the other hand, don't you think that first of all, I don't think that everybody deserves to be killed for uh, for the crime that they commit. And I think that in that, I think that in the instance when they are committing a crime, if someone defends themselves and they die, well, then that's that, and it's the end of the, that's the end of that story. But if the person lives through that instance and they get captured in some way, shape, or form, then doesn't it make sense to have that person uh, make good as much as possible on that uh, on that crime? So, to for instance, that's up to who captures them. But, right, just but just hope it's a, someone as benevolent as you. I, I totally understand what so you're saying. You're saying but, if somebody captures somebody, then that person can then enslave that individual themselves in order to get some kind of retribution. Isn't that essentially prison? Yes, that's prison. Okay. But I would hope that there would be vigilantes who would either find out about it and do something about it. That's that's not an acceptable thing to do is just start a prison in your house and, and not give people uh, – 
you know, the justice of finding out whether or not they're guilty. But yeah, I'm I'm talking about crystal clear situations. Who belongs in prison? Only people you, who are crazy murderers. That's all I'm are, saying. Now you thieving. now you're saying there's someone does belong in prison. No, I'm saying. If if we're good, if there is going to be a prison, <laughs> then only these crazy people well, belong there. And if they're really that crazy, they're going to get themselves into a mess of trouble and deal with the wrong person. They're going to get shot. So, so I think the prison system is protecting these crazy murderers well, and I think doing you might them a right favor by point. giving them a longer life. I think that weapons um, tend to be, uh, you know, in the liberty community, tend in, in this sort of theoretical sense, tend to be lauded more than they are. The fact is that you can't be ready for somebody who has the drop on you. And a criminal necessarily has the drop. They are they intend to commit the crime. The person against whom the crime commit is committed generally does not have the element of surprise mm-hmm. on their side. And you know, even if you've got the biggest gun on your hip, you've got a Kazool 447 or whatever it is. What about a bodyguard? Uh, well, I mean, who can afford a bodyguard? I mean, well, that's with a- all those prison. Uh- People who are lost their jobs because the prison closed. Do you think we've got a good market for that? Well, I th- inside jobs, my friend. I mean, you never know whether I'm going to have to have a bodyguard for my bodyguard, too. Well, first of all, I think that uh, I like a lot of what you're saying, Derek. And I think that uh, that most people should be released from prison. I think that uh, people that regret what they've done, that are willing to pay back uh, some sort of a debt to the, their victims and try to make their victims as whole as possible, those people don't belong in prison. It's the people that are completely unrepentant, the ones that uh, don't care, the ones that are completely antisocial. They're like, I'm going to get out, I'm going to kill some more people, I'm going to rape some more people and screw you. And uh, those people, I don't have a problem with them being kept in, in a cage, but I think that there's, there are more ways to make it more humane uh, for those for those folks, like for instance, competition. To, I just like, think competition not live among long if you com- let them out. I see where you're coming from, and maybe you're right about that. I just uh, I, and, and is I, that the most humane thing to do for the uh, the, the, the crazed lunatic killing lunatic? And I don't think most- Derek cares about being humane to those people. That's what I'm hearing Derek <laughs> well, say. I, I do. I think that they deserve a shot at freedom. Be they had a shot at freedom. Go, go commit a bunch of crimes and don't get caught, because I'll be watching. Well, I you think, know, like some is that kind of attitude. I think that when you take away someone else's freedom from them, you forfeited your own right to it. You know, if you mm. if you if you take someone's life, then yours is forfeit at that point. And uh, we'd love to have your thoughts at eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line one eight five five four five zero three seven three three. But I don't think people should be interned in prisons very lightly. I think it should be only the most violent and dangerous, unrepentant, antisocial. I think it's just violent. people. More coming up. You take control. It's Free Talk Live. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes feed the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free. Bring up anything that you want. 855-450-FREE is the number. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site. They're totally free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com. You can head over, and if you've got a mobile phone, a smartphone, you can go to m.freetalklive.com for quick access to our live streams and podcast. M as in mobile. 
freetalklive.com. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. Derek J. And Mark. So, uh, Mark, you wanted to, I guess, comment a little further on this issue of uh, people in the prison system. But first... Yeah, sure. I want to tell you first uh, quick about crypto exchange. Um, you can go to bitcoin.freetalklive.com and it's the fastest and easiest and safest way to buy or sell your bitcoins. If you don't know what a bitcoin is, it's uh, essentially internet cash. It is a way to buy, sell on the internet, um, you know, do it anonymously the same way that that cash works. You can, uh, you know, transfer it very quickly. It's a fast and easy transaction. There's no chargebacks if you're in business and that's really great um, you know uh, a way to do things I just went on their website today through bitcoin.freetalklive.com the banners right there and uh, I used the uh, 24-hour customer service link at the top of the page they have a link that will give you help they helped me out in uh, the ways that I needed to help to help uh, there at the website it's bitcoin.freetalklive.com and click on the banner for crypto Excellent. exchange so, Mark, uh, where did you want to take this discussion about prisoners and uh, vigilante justice as being advocated by Derek J? So I think that violence is a huge issue facing humankind, violence and threats of violence. Um, now, maybe it's not the only issue, but it's right up there. Essentially, uh, you, can, you can drive to the root, and near the root is violence and threats of violence. And I think that the very best way to create a system or lack of a system or whatever that would deal with violence is to punish violence. So I don't think that, in, as far as prisons go right now, anybody who is accused of a nonviolent drug crime should be released by, by violent i do not mean somebody in possession of a weapon to protect themselves um oftentimes uh <laughs> you know they'll they'll call it armed trafficking is a violent offense they'll call armed burglary where you broke into a house and stole some things of value one of those things of value might have been a gun or a weapon you mean where someone that, gets hurt i mean or or where somebody's threatened if you yeah. p- uh, stick a gun in somebody's face and say give me your wallet as far as i'm concerned that's a violent of- offense agree um now is it stealing people's stuff? There were plenty of people in prison that I knew for just stealing things. And I'm not saying that stealing things is okay. I don't think it is. But I think that the, the criminals and can best be punished and that the uh, victims can best be recompensed by them going to work and paying back that and a punitive amount, maybe three mm-hmm. times. I don't know. I'm just coming up with a number off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. But to you know, disincentivize theft in in a way without incarceration. I don't think that people that steal are necessarily should be incarcerated. And incarceration should only be for people who have uh, knowingly threatened another person. I do not mean for um, people that and people that have harmed others. Well, what so about those who are about, sorry? Like, what about people who maybe you know they were drunk or you know something happened? And they're sorry. They didn't mean it. There was in the heat of passion. Uh, you know, they they got violent with somebody, and they didn't mean to. And they're they're apologetic towards them. They don't belong in a cage either. They should be out on the streets working. They can make more money. Well, I, I on think the that streets they can working. work. They they should be able to work in prison to be able to make some money so they can make a better life for themselves. But as far as I'm concerned, you need to be responsible for your actions, whether you're drunk or sorry or whatever. And I think you don't there's think a paying, real, you, Wait a second. Another option. I think there. Well, but let's hear about it. I, let me finish my statement. Sure. Uh, the 
you know, I think that being sorry is an incredibly easy thing to do once you've been caught, right? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry that I've been caught. And well, right, you're willing to make good. People get sorry when they've been caught. Been caught. If, as long as they're willing to make good, uh, and they're, it doesn't make sense to take them out of their life. Like, if they have a job and they're making money, then they're going to make less if they're in prison, whatever they're doing. So they're making money, so it makes sense for them to then pay most from their current commit, situation. Most people that commit crimes are committing don't have a lot of money okay how are they going to make good i say they make good from inside a prison cell where they you know they can well if they don't make your private prison or is it going to be your basement like what is this thing this uh, i would say that uh, prisons should compete for business okay I mean, right. I think that I but think. But what that, about peace uh, and reconciliation committees? Something a little more voluntary, where someone who was drunk when they committed a crime could go and confront their uh, victim and say, "Look, I'm I'm really sorry. I want to make right." There, these things have been done in South yeah. Africa, where there have been you, you know brutal murders, right. I massacres. Think you should, I agree with that. I think you should ex- exhaust every option I think possible prior to putting someone in a cage. I think arbitrators probably would work on things like that. Absolutely, but at the same at the end of the day. What if a victim doesn't want that? I mean, there are a lot of victims out there that aren't going to want their. Uh, well, if the victim wants eye for an eye, then that's just not. I don't want to live in that society. I don't want to live in a society where the victim believes that the only way they can be made whole is if I the other person society has damage should, done. To I them. believe that society is something that is actually fluid, and there are many societies inside one society, mm-hmm. so that you can live very well live in a society where that doesn't happen because that's your society. You can go ahead and forgive whomever you wish. Right. But I would, cons- I would uh, further posit that perhaps a society that always is willing to forgive may very well propagate more violence that people Uh, that people of violence will say to themselves how here's a great opportunity all i have to do is keep saying i'm sorry and these well, no, they'd have schmucks. to be, they'd actually have to prove they're sorry by making good to the person. Do you understand what I'm saying? If I somebody d- if somebody hurts another person, then if they're sorry about it, they'll do something to prove it by making good and and you know helping that person may be made whole again as much as possible, so they can stay on the outside of a cage. If they later on prove that they don't really care and they're what not exactly making any payments, are you hold on do a second. If they prove later on for killing my child, if they prove later on that well, killing your child is a whole other thing. But but I mean. I mean, you know, if, if it was but like an accident, kind of, Ian? Well, was it an accident or was it something no. on purpose? I mean, people okay, so kill if, children sometimes right, if on you're purpose. A killer, if you're a purposeful killer, then that's one thing. Then you don't care and you don't I'm actually... I'm not talking about a negligent situation, Ian. I well, said you said somebody, anyone who's violent should go to purposely. a cage. I said purposely. Well, if you're... Okay. This is where a private eye would do you a, a good favor. You you could f- seek out that private eye who would find your the killer if you weren't present when that happened. And then he would take care of him. I mean, obviously, if this if this was it's done, a private with, eye. That's a hitman. Well, <laughs> if this was done in malice, then that's the fixer. Well, that guy's dangerous, and you'd be doing a, a service to your friends and neighbors by getting by rid of okay, him. Okay, so out. you don't believe that the person getting in a bar fight belongs in a cage. I think that a per- well, if for one, if you're talking about with whom did whom did they harm? Now, if another I'm just sitting, human, another if human I'm just being. sitting at a bar enjoying a beer, and then somebody smacks me over the head with a chair because they've gotten drunk and angry with somebody who's nearby, yeah, that, that person needs that person needs a little time out, and I'm gonna. Yeah, I, you I don't think, think that, the money that comes out of their you know their wallet would be you know an effective no, deterrent. No, I don't. I spent time in prison, and I can tell you that there are some people out there that really need a timeout. 
and that that time Don't in you prison think that people going to be extraordinarily valuable. Can't the time in prison also make people angrier and make them more likely think, to reoffend when they get out? I think that there's uh, well, for first off, I, there would be far fewer people in prison under in my situation where we're talking about mm-hmm. nobody in prison for drugs. We're not talking about a prison industrial complex here where people um, true. You, you know, could make the argument that the prisons and, would be run better and that the prisons would be more humane and that they would actually be oriented towards yeah, helping after, people. After this guy hits me in the head with a chair. Too. And he's done uh, six months. Let's talk about uh, him getting out a little earlier than what the arbitrator said that he should do. If this, if we're talking about my fantasy world, however, I don't think we're anywhere near a situation like this. And I'm just saying, release people that uh, that have uh, drug, nonviolent drug offenses, and people that have stolen things need to make good. I this- don't know. I, I I just see it as like if if uh, the agents from the government just said, all right, we're we're letting the Second Amendment be, and there are no more restrictions on getting guns or any kind of weapons. Just arm yourselves, people, and also we're letting all the prisoners go. I just feel like that would solve the problem. Really <laughs> quick. It's think- certainly keeping it simple. I yeah. like that. I, I mean, let it. people do what they're going to do. If I you're a bad you're ta- guy, you're going to do bad things, and you're going to get caught. You're talking about that real live anarchy that people are scared to death of, and I've got no interest in it. The toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. And you can certainly share your thoughts here. I'd like to share a story since we're talking about all this retribution, which I don't much care for. Uh, I'd like to share a, a, a heartwarming story about what happened when one man got robbed at knife point, how he handled that situation. 855-453. This is Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. The number, 855-453. Certainly would love your thoughts on the justice system. I think we've got a quite a variety of viewpoints uh, in here tonight. 855-453. Not the normal echo chamber. You can uh, join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. And these are some of the things that we're going to have to work out as we get away from this government monopoly system and move toward a more voluntary uh, world. And, you know, it's, it's going to be a bumpy road, no doubt about it. <laughs> one eight five five four fifty free. You can, of course, comment on this. Also, uh, coming up here, still would like to talk about this uh, Defense Authorization Act scary thing. And also, uh, Derek wants to tell us about a drone situation that's apparently developing mm-hmm. uh, over in Iran. Of course, we're going to take your calls as well. So let's do that first. Uh, 855-453-FREE. Also want to let you know that you can help support Free Talk Live by going to promote.freetalklive.com. You can download uh, web graphics, high-res graphics, actually. If you want, make your own Vector Free Talk Live stuff. Yeah, Vector, that's correct. And you can use uh, the, you can get a free bumper sticker there. There's some flyers that you can print out as well. So head on over to promote.freetalklive.com. If you're looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear, Man Venture Outpost carries knives. A lot of knives. Any kind of knife you could possibly want. Ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, and boating equipment. 
ManVentureOutpost.com. They're family-owned and members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau. The prices they have over there are some of the best you're going to find. I'm, you know, I haven't comparison checked on every single one of their products, but I was stunned at the rates, as was another friend of mine who's uh, quite quite the expert in uh, the camping area. He thought they were uh, you know, really great rates. You can addi- get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from manventureoutpost.com. All right. So uh, let's continue here. Uh, with uh, Just to recap, let me make sure I understand everybody's position here. Derek J., your position is that all of the prisoners in the current prison system should be turned loose, even the most violent and dangerous, so people just on their own at random occurrences could take them out, essentially, if they continue to reoffend in, in violent ways. You've got it right. And court systems should be abolished. Uh, no, I don't have any uh, objection to people making voluntary arrangements in a court system. Okay, But, so- I, I, but you mean like there should be arbitrators instead of a, a government one-size-fits-all court system? Absolutely. Okay, and Mark, you support the idea of, of uh, arbitrators instead of the government system, but you also think that anybody who's violent— I think the courts, violent, could, courts could use uh, competition. I don't think we're anywhere near that in today's Obviously, society. we're talking about yep. something that's way off in I the, just want to make future. it clear. So uh, but we've got to have a vision if we want to be able to get to it. Uh, so anyway, so just to so I've recapped Derek's position, and he said I was right. So Mark, your position is that uh, it's you're fine with the idea of having private arbitration and all that competing justice basically in the future, but you think that anyone who's violent deserves some time in a cage. I. Yeah, pretty much. Unless they can work out something with the victim. Um, if the victim says, you know, that they they come to some accord where, oh, well, he hit me, but I feel better now or whatever. If they can come to some kind of accord. So if then- the victim's OK with keeping the person out of the cage, you're all right with that. Yes, I see. And I say that uh, people should be should not be kept in cages for the most part, with very, very few exceptions. I think that everything should be done to allow a person to continue their life and to make good, make restitution to their victim, to make them as whole as possible. Obviously, in some ways, there's no way that that person can be whole. But I think that just simply putting a financial burden on someone is enough uh, is, is enough of a a way to make make things right and if it's not you know if that person isn't making good then it makes sense to then you know you know to crank up whatever level of enforcement is necessary to make sure that they can make good to their victim because the victim does deserve to be made whole Mm -hmm. and whatever can help that be made happen is good and if you take somebody out uh before the victim can be made whole then that presents a problem for making the victim whole. Now, obviously, you could have insurance, for instance, where the victim could collect on an insurance policy, be made whole instantly. But even then, the insurance company is going to want to have some sort of surety for that, and they would want the work of that uh, the victimizer, the murderer, or the rapist, or whoever, kind of, uh, uh, to, to work for them so they can make a little bit of their money back. You could make all sorts of arrangements. You can make all the arrangements in the world for um, different kinds of uh, crimes and uh, capture techniques. So, you know, ways to find retribution. I'm just saying, let people figure that out for themselves on an individual basis. I agree with uh, letting people figure it out. Let's go to Kurt listening in Michigan on the amp lines. Kurt, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Gentlemen, how are you? Hello. Super. What's on your mind? Um, Well, I think that that a jail would exist in a free society, but I think it would be only the most recalcitrant criminals intent upon not making good. So yeah, I would, I, would, it's, it's, I would absolutely agree with you that it would uh, likely be some situation like that because, you know, in a situation where you only put violent people in prisons, people that feel desperate for money are less likely to resort to violence they, in order to get they it. Don't have to be, 
they don't have to be violent to be in jail just recalcitrant. I mean, if, if you run over my if you if, if you run over my fence, or if you do damage to property that's that's not violent, right? That's not against a person, and you just say, "Well, up yours, I'm not paying for it," you know, and you have nothing of value to take, then I think that you could be made to work for until your debt is paid off. Somebody could sweep in. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, you'd, you'd get a judgment. Somebody would sweep in. Uh, they would uh, basically indenture that person uh, for sure. a certain amount of money to you in compensation, and then that person would pay them off in order to get out. Until such a time, right. And, and then their, their um, behavior in, and you can't see my air quotes, jail, would would determine whether how how long they stay because obviously the 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 harder they are to deal with the higher a security level the more their jail costs them of their work and the less of their money goes to the the, the victim. Also, productivity so we, would matter too. It depends on how many absolutely. big rocks you turn into little rocks or whatever the disgusting job is that they have them do. Well, I would imagine it'd be something a little more valuable than that. Well, I don't know. There's sometimes you need somebody to turn big rocks into little rocks. <laughs> well, don't, I, I don't think, you think uh, ostracism would be a cheaper option? In in this free um, society, I, I believe I believe that allows that, that really does allow a recalcitrant person to to continue to be recalcitrant. Well, the you know, the, 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 the cost doesn't matter. Hold on, down. Kurt. The cost doesn't matter because the society we're talking about is not you know the the punishment system isn't a centrally controlled, monopolistically funded uh, system. It's a, a, a system that's created by whatever the market decides should be there, and so right, therefore right. these prisons would be operating on their own budgets and they would be operating in their own way. And so the cost really wouldn't be a factor for us. The only cost would be a factor would be for the prison operators, and they would want to keep their costs down obviously and so the prisoners would likely be having to work to cover the cost of their incarceration and then on top of that you know that money that's made on top of that would then go to the victim to pay them back and then a little bit could also be put into a prisoner's account so they can have some money when they when they get out mm-hmm. and to pay for their actual their stay there and their food right. and, and clothing and, and and the things that they need because you know, i have to work for what i need to live out here why does somebody get a free ride if they do something wrong yeah and of course the uh, the question that comes up in this case and dr mary ruart talks about some of this in her book healing our world which is an excellent book and she does a great job of explaining some of these ideas but uh you, you the the objection will come up well this recalcitrant person <clears throat> what if you put them what if you put them in the cage and they don't want to work well, you can't force someone to uh, to work, but what you can do is you can, make, you can force them into a cage. <laughs> you can make life difficult for the for the yes. person. So, okay, you don't work, you don't get the good meal, you get the gruel. Uh, you know, mm. uh, and then also there could be the possibility where someone who who doesn't want to work, uh, maybe they feel like they've been wrongfully imprisoned or whatever. There could be there could be charities that essentially cover for that person. That that person would be able to be covered by because obviously you can't starve someone to death. That that doesn't make sense. But you can make their well, their conditions of stay much more uncomfortable. Hmm? It wouldn't be you starving them to death. It'd be them starving themselves to death. If I do nothing out here to feed myself, yeah, I, I get not. what you're saying. Uh, but I think there's some. The I think there's certain conditions that would make things a little more valuable. Like you, you know, you'd get the better cells if you were working, and you'd get better, you know, more sure. privileges and things like that. Because because your stay there would pay for it. You know the productivity of what you've what you've been doing. That's the yeah. idea. So I, I, I can tell you this: landlords don't like to lose good tenants, mm-hmm. and the problem with private jails is the landlord is incentivized to, uh, you know keep the tenant in jail so you know you've really got this scenario where they would be charging them for extra things oh looks like there's been some damage to your cell ah that's going to be another thousand dollars but as a as a prisoner 
prisoner, I would only pick that uh, that particular prison that had cameras all over the place and broadcast on the internet. Right, that's the factor, because Mark. You were talking about before. Right, and Mark was talking about that before, where you know the the prisons would be essentially competing for the prisoners. The prisoners would get to sure. choose which prison they go into, so therefore oh. the conditions would have to be uh, m- much above their current conditions in because the government prison. as well. Yeah, good point, Kurt. What else did you, you know, want to share tonight? Well, I wanted to talk about what I called uh, last time I called, and actually Derek was there as well, and we, I want to talk about the two-minute elevator speech. Oh, okay. Well, I tell you what. Hang on, because we don't have two minutes right now. But we'll come <laughs> back uh, in a moment here in hour number three, and we'll find out about this two-minute elevator speech. 855-450-FREE. 1-855-450-3733. Also, what happened when one man in the Bronx was held up at knife point? How did he handle that situation? Did he ice the guy with the knife? We'll find out. 855-450-FREE. This is Free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour of the program, and you, as always, are invited to dial in toll-free, take control of the airwaves, bring up anything you want, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Still to come here, if we get a chance, a little more on the Defense Authorization Act. Derek Jay wanted to tell us about a drone, that uh, American drone that got lost over in Iran, and also um, an interesting story about how a man who is being held at knife point in the Bronx handled the situation with the mugger. Uh, but first, we go back to Kurt in Michigan. Kurt, you wanted to talk about a two-minute uh, elevator speech, which I've never heard of two minutes. I've always heard it as a 30-second 30 30 elevator, elevator speech because yeah. I've never been in an elevator for two minutes uh, mm-hmm. that I can recall. No. Hopefully, you're engaging enough in the 30 seconds you'll get another minute and a half is perhaps what he's trying to say. Yeah, so go ahead, <laughs> with, go ahead with your pitch. Well, I've, I've kind of been... Um, honing uh, a, a, the elevator speech for uh, the Free State Project. And uh, what I like to do, and I, and I did it, I, I, I made this call uh, about two months ago, and Derek Jay was, uh, was co-hosting with uh, Luther. Yes, and I remember. And the topic kind of got derailed. But I, I'm, 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 I'd like to get some feedback, and I'd like to hear other people's two-minute elevator speech as well. But um, if you don't mind, I'd like to give you mine. Okay, go for it. Okay. So after talking about some depredation of the state, um, I would tell somebody, you know, but I do have hope. And, and not just because I'm a hopeful person, but because I think I see things happening. Have you ever heard of the Free State Project? And almost invariably they say no. Yeah, almost invariably, especially <laughs> in Michigan, right? I've, I've, heard, I've heard like twice. And I've given this thing hundreds of times. Wow. But and I'll likely say, um, the people that the two people were at events that were somewhat liberty oriented. No, no, at work. Okay, oh, wow. I'm stunned that so, anybody had heard. But I, I serve the public, so I, I do. I do speak to a lot of different people. Okay. Um, and anyway, um, what I'll say is, um, 
It's it's a, an organization trying to get 20,000 liberty-minded individuals to all move to the same state where they can peaceably work towards a society at which liberty is at the core, as opposed to whatever crazy thing we have at the core of this society. And I know it sounds pie in the sky, but 11,000 people have signed, of which I am one, and over 1,000 have moved, and it's actually bearing fruit. And you can actually watch it on YouTube. And, um, you know, I'll tell them basically that there's only three criteria. The first one is that you must believe that the maximum role of government is the protection of life, liberty, and property. You can believe there's a more minimum role if you'd like, and there's a lot of people who do, but that's the maximum. The second criteria is is that you can't be a bigot. I guess you could, but you'll find yourself ostracized very quickly and no one really to, you know, hang with. And the third one is is that you can't want to do it with violence. Now, most people in the Free State Project do believe in an in a, in a inherent right to self-protection, but it is counterproductive when you use it against the state, and you should know when to leave your firearms at home. And basically, that's it. It's nice. I, I think could. you should make a video and put it up. It was, yeah. it was actually less than a minute and a half, uh, so it wasn't quite two minutes. And that's good because you don't want to monopolize some, a lot of people can take time. that and uh, forward it off to their friends. I mean, you know, you're you're not asking you're not asking too much from them. Um, you know, if you just you know, a minute and a half. Right. Well, I've, I've I've tried different things and I've gauged reactions. And believe me, I've got a lot of I got a lot of people whose heads went back and eyebrows went up. And I was like, well. I'm going to dump that line. <laughs> I, I love that you used food uh, in like one sentence. So, you know, say, I know it's pie in the sky, but it's already bearing yep. fruit. <laughs> and I think that's going to get what anyone What kind of interested. fruit is the pie made out of? Make you hungry for liberty. I, 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 I tried to use this one around lunchtime. Good stuff, man. I'm, well, I'm glad that you're actually out there testing it, too, because that's really useful rather than just kind of tweaking in your laboratory and then uh, unleashing it on the world. <laughs> yep. So, very that cool, man. That particular line actually works very well, because right about the time you tell them about 20,000 people who are working towards a society of more liberty, they, they start fading away because, you know, oh, he's talking utopian stuff. and But they don't realize how advanced it is. And that's why I say, look, I know it sounds fine this guy, but 11,000 people have signed, of which I am one. And you point and them to where they can see more. And Kurt, if you can make this work, uh, you know this. This uh, actually, if you'll if you'll email me your text, I think it's really awesome. Um, but if you can make that work, uh, earn. Let's see. Excuse me. freestatenow.com slash earn. You can uh, go there and come on, Mark. Are you? Do you really want to push that right now? Because you don't. You have to do some fundraising before Free State Now. Nope, I've got no, it taken care of. Oh, good. I have a question about this. I have a question. If I give you, if I give you one hundred and five dollars, that's three signups. Actually, um, we've uh, lowered the rates. It's uh, sixteen dollars okay. per signer now. Okay. Do, do I get a golden porcupine? Uh, you would have to talk to the Free State Project about that, but I would I, I would imagine they'll work something out for you. They got plenty of those things. Kurt, around. thanks for the call, man. Appreciate hearing from you at eight five five four fifty free. All right, Mark, explain what you're talking about here because I thought it was on hold while you had to raise a bunch of money to pay out. I've already taken care of it. Okay, tell me more. Uh, free State Now is a uh, project to complete the Free State project and i pay people to get signers to the statement of intent you can go to uh, freestatenow.com slash earn uh, there's the the link there you download it you get uh, 
uh, you know, family, friends, people on the street. Like who, a trifold. Right? It's a trifold. You, um, you get them to sign the piece of paper. You can either print it up or um, I think you only need you actually only need one side of it. You don't need both sides mm-hmm. of it. You can uh, print it up on your printer or you can print it up, uh, you know, at a, at a printer. They'll take care of it for you. And you, you get them to sign it. You send that uh, to me. The instructions are all there. And I'll send you some money either through Bitcoin or through, um, you know, regular check. So the last I'd heard about this was uh, Will uh, Will Buchanan, now known Will as Anderson. Will Anderson. Uh, he had uh, done like 500 of these things, and he kind of did it over a period of time, but he collected them all together and then sent them all in at once. So yes. it was really you were experiencing some growing pains where we were wondering, is this Free State Now thing going to work? And then all of a sudden 500 come in at once, and you didn't have enough money to cover 500 of them. So you and Will, I guess, came to some agreement. or there was Yeah, so something happened. You raised the, no- the money or whatever that's been taken care of you've got money in the the bank right now yep. to pay out to people yep. that's, but please don't hold it until you have 500 like send what batches of 20 or it'd be it, nice you know? i mean if i could get <laughs> batches of 20 would be better than batches of 200 yeah but um you know that's that, that that's it right like i'm asking people to uh, to send them in and i think that people could really supplement their income this way you can you I know think it's I mean, great so what do you make per uh per signer what do I make? You, if you, if you, who is out there what wanting does to do one this, make, what does one make? A, yeah, yeah. a recruiter will make ten dollars. Um, oh, so you've doubled the amount that you were going to that's offer. That's correct. Originally. So it's ten dollars. Um, so I mean, you know, if you can get two people to sign per hour by standing on the street asking people to sign up, and of course you need to get you know their information right. and legend. Do I have to give you my tax uh, tax information? Is no. this like an employee kind of thing? And I no, it's not set up that way. So completely mm-hmm. untaxed payouts. No, if you, um, you as far as I'm concerned, you need to uh, you need to report whatever you feel uh, more you need to report so you're putting it the responsibility on the the contractor so to speak that's correct got okay so freestatenow.com slash earn yes print out the trifold get people to sign up for the free state project in whatever way you get people to sign up for it send it to me you know maybe you know what it's the ron paul campaign season ron paul meetup groups they're happening in your area that might be a really good place to go to start talking to people about this uh maybe libertarian party meetings things like that uh but i mean some people just go out to the town square and just get signatures it's been done i mean you go out to the town square you get people to sign uh, sign it up i mean it's an interesting study in uh sort of the the human phenomenon when you're out there saying hey sign this you want do you want more liberty in your lifetime sign this so you can you know free state project this is what it is that kind of thing and people 10 bucks a sign people will sign I think there are a lot of people eager for the message of the Free State Project who have never heard about it, never even thought about something like that happening, who could be really excited and energized by people going out there and just spreading the word. I think so, too. I mean, I think that uh, I I, I don't know precisely how many of my people are going to to, to pick up and move. I don't know how, but they'll be getting, if they put their email down, they'll be getting the notification when the 20,000 is reached. Now, what's to prevent fraud? I mean, is there some kind of verification of the the signers here? There will be a... A level of verification that, uh, that that goes through, but I mean, as far as a signature is is verification, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, a signature is uh, good enough on a contract, uh, you know, around the world. So, I mean, a signature will be on this uh, piece of paper. The person must sign. Uh, obviously, they can't live in New Hampshire, and their name okay, can't so be no one in New Hampshire. Willie Joe Sausage Head, living so at is- one 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 Super Dude Street. You know, I mean, this like- is a great opportunity for people who are fancy themselves as activists or who are activists to actually get paid for doing some activism. I right. Mean, that, that's pretty cool. So, freestatenow.com/earn is where you can go to learn more and get the trial and get started. Yep. You don't have to ask permission to do also, this. Also, I need donations, too. I mean, We're people are going to be doing The Ruger LC9. Compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. 
The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com LC9. This is Free Talk Live. Take control of these airwaves toll-free. SACL CAI toll-free line is 1-855-450-FREE, 855-450-3733. Speaking of SACL CAI, what's that mean? SACL CAI is a company that uh, does accounts receivable. They can do it for your business. Uh, The principal over there, Jason Osborne, is a big supporter of Liberty, big supporter of Free Talk Live, has been for a very long time, and you can uh, support uh, SACL CAI, the ideas of Liberty, Free Talk Live, by supporting SACL CAI. Uh, CAI. Their banner is at uh, freetalklive.com. It's top on the right-hand side of the page. And, you know, the fact is, you're supporting Free Talk Live by supporting our advertisers. It's SACL CAI. Indeed. one 450 free Let's go to you and your thoughts. Brett, in Indiana, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Derek, Jay, and Mark. Hey, guys. Um, I had some thoughts that have been on my mind lately. I thought mm. I'd maybe see what you guys had to say about it. Sure, go ahead. And, uh, um, really, basically, it's about the uh, uh, military and some PTSD, the way troops suffer from it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, it's been it's been on my mind, because the reason it's been on my mind a lot is uh, just before Thanksgiving, my cousin was in the military, and uh, they found him dead on the base there. Oh, jeez. On the base? Thanksgiving. Yeah. So he yeah, committed he, suicide? Uh, yeah, he, um, see, that's the reason we don't know yet what killed him. Mm. It's just, I guess... We, I talked to his girlfriend, and he said, she said that he didn't want to get up that morning, and she went back to bed, and when she woke up later that morning, he was dead. And the cl- conclusion kind of uh, our family jumped to was that, I know he he was in war, Iraq and Afghanistan, and he, I know he saw a whole lot of stuff in there that he didn't want to see, and mm-hmm. he didn't, he would never talk about it unless he had been drinking or anything. And when I talked to his girlfriend after the funeral, she had told me that he was doing a lot of drugs, you know, when he was on base and stuff. I, I don't know. I, I imagine it was probably a way to deal with it. He probably had PTSD, and that was, he was trying to deal with it. Maybe. Hmm. And and it, it's really been on my mind. You know, I was telling her about it, too. I said, you know, when pe- you know, people like to go, you know, send the Army off to war, you know, but that what they really don't think of is how that really messes people's minds up that are in the military that actually do go and fight in it. Yeah, no doubt. And I was just kind of curious, you know, why... Maybe, you know, why people don't put that into consideration when, you know, when they're making all these war cries, like with this, they got, I guess they got this drone, they were shot down over Iran, and people seem to be wanting to go to war with Iran now because it's over this drone. Well, it's a lot easier to, uh, you know, to shout about... It's always kind of bothered me why people don't seem to consider... It doesn't get a lot of press. I mean, what you see... You know, what troops go through while they're in war... Well, what what people don't get to see the PTSD very much. They they see um, you know they see soldiers. They see the you know when I watch the military channel, the military channel and the history channel and these kind of channels uh, that that tend to glorify war. And I do watch a a great deal of the military channel. um, They. 
uh, they don't show the costs, the human costs on mm-hmm. this side or the other side, frankly. You know, it's the good guys shooting the bad guys. The good guys walk away feeling good because they've shot bad guys and that's it. But 90%, according to the WikiLeaks documents, which means it's the government's documents themselves, uh, during this, uh, I think it was the Iraq version of the war on terror were non-combatants 90 percent and that's going to be a lot of women and children even though it's not the entire 90 percent it's certainly a lot of them and and that really really takes a toll on the guy that's over there i mean the one that it doesn't take a toll on that sees you know dead children and dead women and um, things like that is probably a sociopath and um you know his he's picked the right job but the guy who's seeing these um you know these dead civilians uh, are they're going to be harmed by that. I saw uh, one uh, on OWN, the Oprah channel. Uh, they're doing Our America. They're talking about vets with PTSD, and these guys are so, so messed up. And then mm. they've done studies with uh, MDMA, how that can help uh, veterans with PTSD. And the government doesn't even allow the very best medicine for PTSD yeah. uh, to be available to vets. Now, I, I feel bad for veterans with PTSD, but I got to say, uh, I think. I don't think there should be required reading, but I think you have to do more than than watch the History and Military Channel before you sign up for the military. Just know full well that you're getting into the killing business, and it would you know benefit you to read some books about World War One and World War Two and what some of these soldiers went through because it you know the game of war changed a lot when people uh, stopped lining up and just shooting each other. Well, the, uh, to go back to your uh, your question, uh, I think that, uh, Brett, your question was essentially, make sure I understood it, is why people don't seem to really, uh, you know, don't seem to care that much about what happens to military members, right? Yeah. I, and I think that's because it's easy for them to just kind of spout off these catchphrases like, well, I support the troops. Well, they feel tough. I mean, when when the Boston Red Sox, if that's your team, when they win, the studies show testosterone increases in men and women. When you're football, you mean supporters of the Boston Red Sox, right? Um, when your team, football, baseball, you pick it. When your team wins, you get a chemical boost, and so you feel like a winner. And people will say it: "We won last night." Who's we? Oh, you mean those millionaires over there that don't give a darn about you? <laughs> mm-hmm. They won? Yeah, well, that's great. Um, and this is essentially what you get with the military. Yeah, we kicked their butts. And so the individual who's making the claim, they get an emotional chemical boost by saying, yeah, let's go over there and uh, you know do this or do, do that. That right. costs them nothing. Well, right. And they get to look at the big picture, right? So they see the big picture of, oh, we won, but they don't look at the details of what it was the cost last time that happened by the of, way of, well right but you, <laughs> but you know what i'm saying like they they don't look at the details of what it actually costs not just dollars but lives and ptsd and like ruined lives on into the future even if they haven't lost their lives but ruined lives you know just from being crazy of having to remember all the terrible things you've seen and, and all of that uh they don't want to see those things because it's uncomfortable because then they'd have to realize that war is more than just some sort of big game that's uh, that's being played that we're actually talking about 
about human beings who are just like them, which is one of the reasons why the military doesn't want people filming coffins. It doesn't want the mm-hmm. mil- you know it doesn't want the uh, the media filming the coffins coming back because that individual uh, individuates the damage that uh, this war is causing. It's why they don't have the embedded reporters in the same way that they did in Vietnam, where you're actually seeing footage of people you know being harmed in you know in this war. You don't want to bring if you're the government, you don't want to bring war home to people like that. You don't you want to you want to shield them from it so they can keep thinking that it's just this you know this exercise in this is what governments do and this is what militaries do and it's just the military and the troops it's not individuals when they say they support the troops what that means is well i agree with what's being done i i will stand by what uh, decisions the politicians are making whether or not i agree with them because for some reason that's good for the troops even though what's actually happening to the troops is they're being driven insane they're committing suicide they're you know they're put in positions where they're more likely to go along with murder or beating an animal to death or something like that they're being put in these horrific war uh, war conditions and people don't want to really know what that's like because well it would make them uncomfortable and then they really wouldn't be able to support war anymore so there's just this big operation behind you know kind of dehumanizing uh the the aspects of war that people really need to know about if that answers your question yeah, and uh, I don't know did you, if you guys saw this. Uh, I believe it was on the blog over at Lou Rockwell's here, like maybe Thursday or Friday. They had posted a video up on there. Um, it was I don't know if it was in Iraq or Afghanistan where it was. It was these mil- these guys in the military. They had brought this. Uh, they were standing in this room, and yeah, some, of the, with, some of the other army guys. Yeah, they brought the goat. animal out and just started be, uh, beating on it with a baseball. Yeah, I think bat. it was like a sheep or a goat that, or something like that. It was horrifying. Thanks yeah. for the call. I appreciate and, hearing from you. Eight five five four fifty free. It's free talk live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. Control of these airwaves, dial in toll-free, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. And joining you this evening, it's Ian. Derek J. And Mark. Inviting you to the website, freetalklive.com. You can get interactive on our bulletin board system. We also have a webcam where you can watch, listen, and interact because the chat room is built into the same page over at cam.freetalklive.com. That's cam.freetalklive.com. The holidays are just around the corner. This season, consider the greatest gift that you can give your family and friends might be peace of mind. Destabilizing events are happening around the world, whether it's unemployment, inflation, food shortages, natural disasters. That's just to name a few. You can get prepared and protect your family today. For my protection, I choose WiseFoodStorage.com. WiseFoodStorage.com offers delicious, ready-made meals like cheesy lasagna, savory stroganoff that are packaged for freshness in individual metal mylar pouches and carry a 25-year shelf life. You can prepare them in just minutes just by adding water. 
can visit wisefoodstorage.com or call 855-FOODWISE. Use coupon code FTL to get a free sample. Do it today. Why wouldn't you want a free sample? Uh, also, you can use, for a limited time, use that coupon code uh, FTL to get uh, no-cost shipping, 10% off any order. It's wisefoodstorage.com, 855-FOODWISE, coupon code FTL. Let's go to you and your thoughts. Helen's listening in Ithaca, to, uh, Ithaca New York, to WNYY. Hey, Helen. Hi. Good hey. evening, gentlemen. Yes. Hello. Hello. What's on your mind? Um, I, I want to, well, first express my condolences to that uh, the last caller. That's very sad. Um, yeah. and the rest mm-hmm. of his family, he lost his cousin, who was a, a veteran. And um, there's just two, like, factoids I wanted to mention that... Um, you know, after, like, serving their country and, you know, risking their lives, they have, like, the highest unemployment rate. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and they come back and they can't get a job. I mean, that not that... Which is a real surprise to a lot of them because they were told when they were getting into it that, oh, yeah, you'll get great training. It'll be really useful in the job market. It's a bunch of nonsense. Yeah. That, that is horrible. And then the other horrible thing is, this was just out on the news like a couple of days ago or something, just under like 300 um, people uh, who are who are people who died in Afghanistan or Iraq, um, their body remains yeah. were cremated, incinerated, and then placed in a landfill. Yep. You know. From and, the garbage. Okay. Yeah, isn't that wonderful? That's no, the way we treat. It's horrifying. Is, is that other? That's uh, people who died overseas who are not military service people. No, they were service. No, people. no, they were. They were all military service. People. They were military the, service people. My yeah, goodness, the, Helen. The, the, the Pentagon knew this was going on. They did it. You know. So. Well, no, what are people going to do? Stop paying taxes? I mean, it's not like it matters. I mean, everybody can be outra- outraged about it. I'm but outraged. Everyone's, everyone's so afraid of the government and what they'll do. They're too chicken uh, to actually stop paying for this outrage. So they'll well, just go right on paying them. for this outrage, and then another outrage will come along because there was the last one where the military hospital had mold growing everywhere and it was just really bad uh, conditions. Right. Yeah. And it just, it just doesn't, doesn't seem to matter how many craps the federal government takes on people, especially the veterans. Uh, they just you know keep getting pushed around, and no one ever does anything about it. Well, if we have a war, we should have a draft, so everybody has to go. How about about no? How about uh, no one goes and we just not have a war? I agree with that. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Helen, thanks for the call. I appreciate speaking, hearing from you. Speaking of wars, um, it looks like the, the claim is is that U.S. troops are now on the uh, border of Syria. So, hey, everybody, it's war number seven that we're uh, participating in at this point. As I understand, it's uh, wow. Somalia, Pakistan, Afghanistan, uh, Iraq. I guess the troops are shortly going to be out of Iraq, but they'll still be... More contractors than, yeah, will be there. With, like, t- more than 10,000 contractors, military contractors that yep. are there. Um, so, I mean, I don't know if you can call They're that the U.S. They're not real troops. <laughs> I don't know if you can call that the U.S. out because, in fact, the U.S. Uh, taxpayer is still paying for people with guns to be right. there. So I don't know if you could really call that. Uh, Plus, yeah, there's Libya. Being Libya. Certainly, there was, um, geez, uh, Syria, Libya. Uh, there's a couple more. Hard to more keep track than, of it yeah. all. It's, it is. It really is difficult to uh, to keep track of. Each, uh, Yemen, I believe, is what uh, um, antiwar.com is reporting as uh, number seven. Jim's in North Carolina listening online. Hello, Jim. You're on Free Talk Live. Good evening. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? I discovered you tonight. What an accident. Oh, welcome, sir. Go ahead with your thoughts. Okay. Uh, I would like to recommend a book by a lieutenant colonel 
Dave Grossman on killing, subtitled The Psychological Cost of Learning to Kill in War and in Society. This mm. guy is outstanding. Have you heard of him? No. No. The Psychological Cost of Learning to Kill in War and Society? Neat. Uh, and he, he teaches at West Point. He's a psychologist. And he's trying to teach these people about the reality of combat. Uh, he said, the good news is most soldiers are loath to kill. Armies have developed, however, sophisticated ways of overcoming that instinctive aversion. The psychological cost, as evidenced by the increase in PTSD, is devastating. Mm-hmm psychological cost for the rest of us is even greater. Uh, a couple sta- he's done a brilliant historical research through different wars, but um, he showed, points out in World War II, only 15 to 20 percent of combat infantrymen were willing to fire their rifles. In Korea, that number rose to about 50 percent. Wow. Where do they get the statistics? I mean, how does how does one find out that combat, uh, you know, pe- people aren't, you know, shooting in the air or something like that? Oh, I've always been oh, very dubious been of this. it's known by the generals for over 150 years. In the Civil War, generals on both sides lamented that, uh, you know, ammunition's expensive and time-consuming in the older fashion. It took about 55 bullets to kill each each dead soldier. Well, um, that number did not go down in World War II. There, are, there were psychological studies going on even that early, military-conducted studies trying to figure this out. And so they want to disconnect people slowly, from their humanity. And that's why the statistics are changing. So, Jim, basically they want to disconnect people from their humanity so they'll be more likely to shoot at other human beings. Yeah. And that's when part I of what the basic training is all about, is, is de-individuating people, making them all kind of look the same, behave the same, walk the same, uh, and basically break them down mentally. One more time, go ahead and uh, give me and the title of that book. Personalize the enemy. Right. And you turn, see, you know, when t- I was trained for Vietnam combat, and I was a draftee mm-hmm. and a former Peace Corps volunteer, I did not have heart or soul in this uh, you know, conscription. But when we were trained, unlike World War One or Two, they had now learned: do not pull it up bullseyes to practice on. What do you they use? You put up a real torso that pops up out of the ground with a head and a heart and a dark circle around the heart. Oh. Just to get people so used to shooting a human form and made it easier to kill this person as the enemy. Because you didn't want them over there confronting a person with two eyes and a nose and a face and maybe even a smile. Jim, plug, plug that uh, book one more time. Give me the title one more time. The title? It is uh, On Killing. Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman. Very good. Thanks for the call, Jim. Appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE. You know, I have, I've heard this before, and I, I'm not saying that it's not difficult for some people, especially, you know, some people in the military to take aim at another human being. But, you know, usually when you go into battle, you've got the opinion that the other side is bad. That's and, what he was talking about. And huh? I think that ba- I think that it's pretty easy for people, young men uh, especially, I'm going to make a generalization here, I think it's pretty easy for young men to kill bad guys on the other side. Well, I, don't I don't think it still takes practice. It's not like everyone goes around and starts doing that. I don't, I don't 
know how I just easy heard that this is, sort Mark. of this to me this dubious thing that soldiers are you know they they would shoot over other soldiers in order to prevent uh, you know hitting people on the other side and you know if somebody's far enough away it's one thing to have a baby faced guy right in front of you and have to pull and 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 shoot him but you know when it's far off I, I I think Jim's making sense eight five five four fifty free people are not born to kill other human beings and you have to really breed it into I don't know with a lot of work it's free talk live you can take control. DigheadPress.com is your home for illustrated science fiction and adventure. Escape from Terra, Volume 2, continues the bold adventures of intrepid space pioneers as they find wealth, freedom, and a giant Elvis hit in interplanetary space. Thetis Crumb is where Swashbuckle meets Steampunk in this offbeat space pirate saga written by L. Neil Smith and illustrated by Scott Beezer. Both books are $14.95 each and available now at BigheadPress.com. Talk live. Bring up what you want. Dial in toll free at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features we give to you. Now, if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that. Uh, so you can do that one of those ways is by becoming an amplifier for as little as three bucks a month. We'll take that money and invest it into Free Talk Live, getting on more radio stations around the country and bringing more internet listeners on board as well. So head on over to amp.freetalklive.com. You get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only forum and podcast. Get the details, get signed up with PayPal or Visa, MasterCard. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. As we continue with you and your thoughts, let's talk to Trevor in Ohio. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Trevor. Hey, how are you, man? What's on your mind? Doing well. Go ahead. Uh, I just wanted to, uh, about the military and the veterans not getting jobs. Mm-hmm. I spent 13 years in the Army, and I uh, was wounded in Afghanistan. Oh, man. I came home, and uh, I got a job for $8 an hour on the farm. And your farm or some other job. farm? Uh, on a farm, uh, someone else's farm, on an apple orchard, actually. Okay. And what, and, uh, what was your one, what was your specialty in the uh, military? I don't I, I don't know what those I was are in called. Ranger battalion. I was actually special forces. And that's what I was going to say is that's one thing that the army doesn't tell you. Unless you go in to be a doctor or something like that, right. and you come out, and I can't find a job. I mean, there's not many jobs for army rangers. <laughs> Did right. We, so what? Like, what training were you expecting to be able to use later? That was my problem. I was 17 years old. I joined the day of my 17th birthday, and I just wanted to be yep. a hero for my country. Oh, Testosterone, man. let's go, Rangers, the whole thing. Yeah. What about Blackwater? Exactly. I mean, the, these, uh, these companies are always hiring. But you no, said well, you, you did know, 13 years. Looking at, <laughs> and it's, like, unrealistic, honestly. I have a wife, and I have a baby on the way, and a kid, and I'm, I'm struggling to get through college. I mean, they've helped me a little bit with the uh, uh, President Obama, but... Uh, they they have a the Wounded Warriors project. They've helped me a little bit, but other than that, it sucks. Trevor, did you say you spent thirteen years in the army? Thirteen years. What kept you in so long? Uh, I thought I was gonna. I'm, my uh, actually, my recruiter was my best friend, and he uh, he ended up retiring and got some cozy job training other recruiters in Arkansas. Okay, but I mean, and, so because the economy was pretty good for a while. 
And um, yeah, exactly. And I thought, well, maybe I could retire and do good like this guy. And I didn't expect to get injured, and I come home injured, and I uh, I can't get a job to save my life. So now I'm in college, and I work at a farm for eight bucks an hour. Tell me a little more about your injury. Um, I was caught. I got caught by an IED. Oh, And uh, it shattered my femur, and I got two screws on my knee, a rod through my femur, and a screw in my hip. And actually, I learned about Free Talk Live. I was listening to my droid on the farm, and uh, I found Free Talk Live on there, and I just started listening to you guys every day. Wow. So are, yeah, you, able, I, are you able to walk? Yeah, I'm totally fine to walk. I can run everything, but they said I couldn't do my job because I have metal inside me. I see. Wait, who and, said uh, that? I've what? been out since last, the Army did. I've been out since last February, and I won't receive one check until January, the third week of January this year. And the checks will be for, for, for what? Like thirteen grand. For the purpose of? Uh, my medical. I got 100%. Meaning they're covering whatever. Are, so you had medical services provided to you not by the VA. You went somewhere else and they're covering the cost? No, I, I bought my medical from the VA because they were going to give me, when I first got injured, they offered me like 30%, and then I fought it, and I denied it. They offered me 70%, and I denied it. And then you can only deny it two times. And then they offered me uh, 87%, I think it was, and I had to accept it. So they're paying you... Uh, uh, sorry, so they're, you had to get your service... Whatever operation you had to have done was not done through the VA? They're just paying for it? That was done, but they're paying for me for uh, my expenses. kind of like a Social Security, I would imagine. Oh, okay. So they they did the uh, the operation, and now you're getting just kind of a disability check. Correct. Got it. Got it. But I only get a few of those, and they'll they'll take they'll pay me for the rest of my life. But I only get a percentage of my retirement. So, so how long is it for the rest of your life? Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know. Or did they That's say it's they for said. a year? It's in my contract, this is a, exactly. Okay, it's for I don't a year. Know. I really don't trust them. I don't blame you. How long did it take you uh, to get this job, this farm job? Uh, about seven months. Seven months. I went home and I went through the local job and family services to try to get a job. And every time I went to a factory, they said I didn't have enough experience. Wow, it's incredible. Yeah. I joined the Army when I was 17. What do you expect? Right. <laughs> you know, I mean... It's tough, man. It's it's really really tough. Can you imagine coming back? You don't have any kind of real job experience. You've, I mean, you, you've got this honorable discharge that they tell you is going to be so important, and yeah, you know, it's just it doesn't it's tough. help for I Jack. Mean, the guys, Trevor, I'm sorry. Do you feel compelled to tell other young people about your experience uh, to let them know that they're being lied to and you know sold a bunch I, of I really promises? Do. And, empty? I mean, since I signed up for the Free State Project two oh, weeks excellent. ago. Congrats. Hey, well, that's part of the yeah, solution. thank you. And my wife and I did, and I don't know, I'm, I, I listen to you guys every day, like I said, and I sit there and I listen more and more, and I, I get onto the live webcam and stuff like that, and just like tonight, there was people arguing, like, oh, there are vets, and I'm like, it's not what you think it is. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's so <laughs> valuable to have people who, who've been in the military who can come out to, whether we're talking about like a school or some sort of recruiting day to do counter-recruiting and to talk people out of these situations because... They won't know, allow it, though. That's the craziest thing. Of course they won't. <laughs> I mean, I actually had a... I actually I actually uh, tried to go to college twice while I was in, and both times I went, I got deployed. So I never even got to finish my college education while I was in because I got deployed both times. 
And, um, you know, I come back home, and I, I, were, I actually went to our local school, and there was a kid there that worked on the farm with me, and I told him he was an idiot if he joined the military, and his dad came and jumped my bones because he was a former Marine. You jumped your bones? <laughs> well. Yeah. Well. <laughs> you, you know what I mean. Yeah, well, terminology <laughs> might be different in different places. Yeah, I guess. Um, jumped so, your bones usually means having sex. Right. Just well, so you know. Let's, yeah, stick, well, to, let's stick to the topic. I mean, it's that way. Mark, I know you were in prison. So he, he jumped you? He, did he, he actually physically attacked you? No, he, he, he yelled at me a lot. I see. Because I told got him on your case. was an idiot if he joined the military. Yeah. Well, thank you, Trevor. Yeah, for, I mean, for look at me. I'm working at the farm with you, buddy. And I just spent 13 years serving our country, and you're right. making as much as me. Yeah. Thanks, Trevor. Did you get any, like, how, do, how was your bank account after 13 by the, by years? Wait, 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 I want to stop here just uh, one second. So you were in the Rangers. What was this this Marine uh, that came and uh, yelled at you? What did he do? What was his ISO or whatever the uh, terminology is? Uh, his MOS? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not, I was 0311, which was infantry. Okay. So, I, you know, I always... I was in the military. It, I, I just always wonder. It seems like the biggest flag, flag to me. I wonder if the biggest flag raving guys are the ones that sat behind desks or you know flew uh, soup spoons uh, during the military. He was on the front lines. Is that it, what infantry. infantry. Well, usually I don't know those what guys that means. are kind of quiet. I think they were the smarter ones sometimes because when they went in, they got a career that the military paid for, and they got out and they could use. Trevor, I'm glad you still uh, can walk at the very least, and uh, glad to hear you're <laughs> on board with the Free State Project. And thanks for the story tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Hey, man. Yep. Thanks. Let's talk to Frank, listening to WBHP in Huntsville, Alabama. Frank, you're on Free Talk Live at the Interact Jane Mark. How's it going tonight, fellas? Hey, super. Hello. What's on your mind? Uh, just listening to the show for the first time, I decided to call in uh, since okay. we're talking about a subject near and dear to my heart. Okay. I'm sorry to tell uh, you, you have a very short period of time, but go ahead with your thoughts. No problem. Um, you can uh, look me up. I testified before Congress when I came back from Iraq. Um, my testimony is under my full name. Uh, you can Google it. Uh, we've had all kinds of pay issues, all kinds of issues in country. I broke my leg over there, and the doctor told me that it was sprained. So I walked on it for six months oh. before they finally got me out. God. Uh, I spent the next year and a half in a medical hold unit, came back home, and that's where I found out I had broken my leg. Oh, God. Did, did, did you face people, uh, you know, calling you names and stuff what? for, like, being a wimp and, you know, not walking on your leg that they only thought was a sprain? Oh, yeah. I've still got guys from the unit here at the house because I was a guardsman that deployed and, you know, you still have those guys that look at you and call you a faker, even though when you came back home, you know, so, here, here you are, you've screwed up your leg. Are you crippled for life? I mean, a break that isn't addressed right away could be a real problem. Correct. According to the VA, when I went to them, one of the few times I actually went, um, the doctor looked at me and he said, you need a knee transplant, but you're not old enough. Mm. So we're not going to do that. The VA apparently only authorizes two transplants, and you can uh, you can get them early, but they suggest you wait until you're at least 47. Frank, I wish we had more time to hear some of your stories. Don't hesitate to call us another night. Appreciate hearing from you tonight. We'll be back tomorrow online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. On DVD for a limited time. Chase lives here. You move back here with my son. You're a predator, 
Jack? Yearly is a bold independent film about the struggles of a middle class father as he fights to win back his family after being fired for sexual harassment. Reviewers call Yearly superb, amazing, and one of the most honest looks at today's modern man in marriage to hit the silver screen. I'm guilty of cheating on my wife. Winner of Best Feature at the Malibu International Film Festival and other festival awards including Best Actor and the Platinum Reel Award. Yearly set against the backdrop of the difficult job market and follows a flawed man who makes one bad decision after another as he faces the intrusive scrutiny of the courts. Why didn't you tell me you had a kid and a wife? Go to yearlymovie.com. That's Y-E-A-R-D-L-E-Y movie.com to own the DVD now before they're gone. You have no idea what it's like. You cheated on me. Click the Amazon link on yearlymovie.com and a portion of the sale goes to support Free Talk Live. That's yearlymovie.com. Are you firing me, Riley? 